From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So it's spelling bee season. Oh, sick. Uh, always, 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 every time this comes around, every single year, mm-hmm. when we get into spelling bee season, uh, it's always awesome. And every year... I get my kid, Roxy, who's in grade six, to send me over the words for her spelling bee. And then uh, we get Maury to try them. Maury, no! not the best speller <laughs> in the world. Uh, so, Maury, these are grade uh, six, seven words, okay? Last year we did grade five. Well, that's because last year she was in grade five. That's usually... That's, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you lost already, son. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want to go higher. Hold on. I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> Give me a second here. These glasses? Are, these words are small. Like my readers. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. my God. because oh, you're reading. This is so amazing. I just don't give myself a head rush. You should wear those glasses all the time. Yeah? Thanks. Uh, so, damn it, Maury. Again, these are... It's spelling bee season. Love spelling bee season. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, damn it, Maury. I'm going to uh, start you off with a couple easy ones, okay? These are okay. all from the uh, six, seven lists uh, for uh, the spelling bee. Uh, damn it, Maury. Can are I use you... my finger? Uh, for what? Oh, to like <laughs> pretend to write it. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> that's, that, that's it, though, okay? <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Nothing else. You look at me right now, okay? Oh, no, when he takes the glasses <laughs> off, he means it's serious. <laughs> When you wear glasses, I this is that's what I love about wearing glasses. I, I'm that thing now where I point at something yeah. like this, right, with my glasses. I'm like, listen, you. Okay, uh, Maury. Yeah. Uh, your word is distressed. Okay, distressed. D i s s d r e s. No. Again. D i s dis d r e s s e d. Shem. No. Oh. No, in incorrect. D I S S T R E S S E D. What? What? Distressed. Okay, no, incorrect. Bro, you got me confused. Okay, what's D- going on with your buzzer over there? Is there a problem with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just make the sound with your mouth, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Maury, distressed. D I S T R E S S E D. Yes, correct. Ding! Oh, wow. Ding, 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 ding. We got there. Okay, Maury, your word is diaphoresis. That is not a good six word. Can I tell you? Can I tell you I'm going through Roxy's spelling bee list, and I see diaphoresis, and then they give the meaning. You want to know what the meaning is? Yes. Please. Profuse sweating. Don't you have that? Yeah, I do. You should not spell it. I set my glasses on my microphone. This is a disaster in here. Okay, Maury, your word is diaphoresis. Dia, D-I-A. D-I-A-A? Okay, Maury, your word is diaphoresis. D-I-A-P-H-R. Well, let me finish. 
<laughs> white. <laughs> you already got it wrong. Next. D I A D I A Dia F R D I A Dia Pharisees. D R D Is it D? Do I get the D? Yeah. Okay. No, you never do. That's why I used your finger. <laughs> Stop it. Shut up, you children. Look what you made me do. This is a children's spelling bee that we're doing right now, okay? Can you all just calm down? Okay, Maury, di diaphoresis. One more time. D-I-A-H-F-R-E-E-Z-E-E. -E -E. H. Z? Z. Diaphoresis. Diaphoresis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you spell form, please? D-I-A-P-H-O-R-E-S-I-S. Diaphoresis. Uh, more, your word is palladium. Oh, okay. P-L-A-Y-D. P-L-P-A-L. P-A-L-A-D-I-A-O-U-M. I'm trying to beat the buzzer. P-A-L-L-A-D-I-U-M. I-U-M. Can you give me one more? Yeah, Maury, Maury, your word is calamitious. Oh, no. Oh, no. Super calamitious. Okay. Which, by the way, the meaning is marked by disaster. Oh, like this. Okay, Maury, go ahead. Say it again, say it again. Calamitious. C-A-L-A-M-A-C-H. C A L Cal A M I S O U S C A L Cal A M I C A L Cal A M I S S Kalamazisis is the word is the word Kalamazisis C A L Cal A Cal M Calum I S. Okay, C A L A M I T O U S. Calamitious. I missed a T. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So I'm watching Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. I love her show. She's so good. I've always loved Drew Barrymore. She's fun. But they start talking about uh, your dreams and your exes showing up in them. So let me play you this clip from Drew. And she's there with Ross, too. What's that guy's last name, Ross? Ross Matthews. Ross Matthews. Thank you, Damon Boring. Next, um, has your ex ever shown up in your dreams uninvited? <laughs> well, the New York Times reports that experts say that just because they pop up into your dreams does not mean that you secretly want them back. There could be a million reasons for the cameo. The key is to analyze the dream and in the here and now from your current emotional state. Have you ever had a dream of an ex that made you go, ooh? Um, I, I think that's the only place I'm getting action these days, Ross, is in my dreams. And oh, every damn. once, like every six months, I'll have the hottest dream and I'll be like, oh, my God. Really? Right? Yes. Okay, so Next. I don't remember my dreams. Uh -huh. uh, this is obviously too hurtful for Shem to talk about. Deepa, <laughs> doesn't, Deepa, doesn't, Deepa doesn't have any exes. Um, so I'll start with you, Mocha, and then Maury. Do you ever have dreams about your exes? No, because mine are always, like, I never have like nice dreams no or right like, norm, like what you would consider normal dreams mine are right. always 
night terrors. Right. So they're like horrific. Wouldn't that and fall scary. under night terror? No, no, no. But like these are things that have to do with like monsters and ghosts and demons right, and stuff right, like that, right? right? Scary situations. You never have a hot dream though? I've never had, no. Like, like you've never at least, had, at, at least like, I don't remember. You know I remember. only remember like the super terrifying ones. Right, Maury? All X's, the time. X's in your dreams? All the time. Really? But what X treated you well enough to even show up in your dream? What, sorry? What X treated you well enough that you would want to dream about? It's not a matter of the, you just remember the good times or you also make up fantasies about the way it could have been. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, you guys, you got a lot going on in those dreams, <laughs> man. I yeah, also dream about guys I'm not with. So. <laughs> but no exes, though, right? Oh, yes. No, yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Now, when you have a dream about an ex, do you tell Matthew? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time? This past weekend. Really? And I needed a moment before standing up. Oh my God! Oh, 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 oh Damn it, so you, let, so you let Matthew get up come first, on. and then you were like, "Yeah, I'll be yeah, out in a minute." He came out, woke me up on the couch. He's like, "Okay, come on to bed." On the I'm like, couch. I'm like, Hold on, was this what? <laughs> was this like a nighttime dream, or this was like an afternoon nap dream? No, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and he was buying stuff on Amazon. And then comes, he's like, "Okay, three o'clock in the morning." He wakes me. He's like, "Okay, time to come to bed." And I'm like, yeah. "I'll be right there." Oh wow, uh, Deepa, what you don't you, do you don't have any exes, do you, Deepa? No. No. Okay. So you, if you did have a, if you did have a dream like this, yeah. would you tell your husband Thalal or no? Um, I would because it's just a dream, right? But like, that's the thing. I don't have anybody to dream about. What about your husband? You dream about your husband? No, because I have my husband. So oh. like, you know, <laughs> does he ever talk to you? Does he ever talk to you about like his dreams? <sighs> he, according to him, he doesn't really have dreams. <laughs> from what he remembers. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't remember my dreams either. I'm with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like Mocha, though. I, I get more night terrors than nightmares or dreams about my teeth falling out, and that's about the extent of So I, I, I guess. So I guess that's a question. Is, oh, yeah. Do your do your ex show up in your dreams? Ooh, and, uh, and, and if so, do you tell your partner about it? Right? Mm -hmm. That seems risky to me. Why anybody would want to bring that into your life, being that honest? Nobody needs to be that honest. Yo, I had a real scary dream last night. Yeah. I know we don't have time. Nobody but. wants to hear about your scary no, dream. No, I want to hear no, about nobody, it. Nobody wants to hear <laughs> about your scary dream. You didn't let me get into any details about mine. But Maury, Maury, believe me. We definitely me? don't need that. Maury, the fact that you needed to take a minute before you stood up is all the detail we need. <laughs> that is all the detail we need on this show. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. These texts are wild, bro. So the topic was, do you dream of an ex? And if you do, do you tell it to your partner? And what are those dreams? I don't remember my. Five. I don't remember. There's a reason I hate. I mean, first of all, I hate hearing about people's dreams. These are interesting to me, though. But uh, but I don't remember my dreams. Mocha has night terrors. Mm. Uh, I'm sure if Shem dreamt about his ex, he'd wake up in tears. Deep has never had an ex. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like a bad thing like <laughs> no 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 i'm just saying you know so let's see what the audience has to say and we'll get to your calls as well nope i never tell them most are sexual and oh. some of them are really good some Another of her exes or some of the dreams <laughs> <laughs> not uh -huh. clarified uh -huh. hannah said uh yes my ex shows up all the time and i never tell my husband because i like it Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, Ed says this. Funny you talk about this. I just dreamed about my ex last night. I went searching social media and I can't find her. I just hope she's okay. <laughs> See, Ed, right? Concerning dreams. Concerning dreams. Another person said, uh, no, I never tell anyone about my dreams, especially about my ex. My dreams are often about just seeing her or me trying to get back with her. 
Oh my god. <laughs> my boyfriend constantly has dreams of exes and tells me about them. <gasps> I'd just rather he not tell me. Thank you. Because they are a dream and it sucks to hear about him dreaming of other women. Yeah. Even if they mean nothing. Aww. Right. Um, let me see here. Hey, Razamoka, yes, I have dreams about exes all the time, and I always feel guilty in the dream. Like, my dream self knows I'm doing something wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Another text that reads, you absolutely do not tell your partner. That would cause unnecessary insecurities and questions. You can't control what you dream. That's not cheating, right? Well, no. Maury's so deep into his dreams with other guys that I'm sure even before he wakes up, He's just like, uh, uh, change the password. <laughs> <laughs> so guilty. Uh, before we take this call, somebody says, uh, I don't tell my husband. I dream about my ex all the time. All and we had time, lots huh? of fun. Oh, why are you going to say like, names? Man, we don't do names, Deepa. Come on now. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Hey, yeah, totally. Dream about exes all the time and definitely do not tell my husband. All, okay, all the time. Now, is this multiple exes or is this just one ex? Uh, one in particular. Oh, how, how long ago? Was it the ex right before your husband? Yeah, um, it was my longest relationship. And what is it about him that makes you dream about him all the time? Um, my first love. He was really sexy. That's about it. Yeah. Uh huh. And what do the uh, dreams consist of? Like a romantic life together, a happy life together, or like other? No, absolutely things? not. It's oh. just like being, like seeing each other, being like maybe some shirtless from his end, but nothing like super sexual or you know. Uh, He's yeah. just there. That's almost. And then I wake up all like all flustered. Oh wow! And, and then, then does your ask? Uh, your ask? Does your husband ask you anything? Like, yo, why you why, why, why so you flustered? sweating? Yeah. No, 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 he doesn't ask me. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, my God, I had the weirdest dream. So-and-so is in it. And sometimes I choose it's not worth it. Would he be upset if you said that you were constantly dreaming of your ex? Yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. But did you be upset? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not all the time. I'd say, like, maybe once. And then why? Like once a month. It's once a month. it's almost it's almost worse that you guys aren't doing stuff in your dream and you're just looking at him shirtless and remembering <laughs> the good times. <laughs> you know, it's almost worse. Wow, damn! Right? Right? You sound like you're getting flustered right now. Thanks so much uh, for the call. Thanks, guys. Love you. I love you. you too. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hands up right now in the room if anybody's seen the new season of Love Is Blind. I have not. You've not. Uh, we watch it with Roxy. Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. We watch all the stuff in the pods. As soon as they get out of the pods, okay, oh, okay, we stop okay, watching. Because okay, okay. <laughs> the, the stuff in the pods is fun. Yeah. So Love is Blind on Netflix. Season uh, two right now. Season two. They get like 15 women, 15 men, and they date each other, all of them, in two little pods, and there's a big wall in front of them. So they can't see it. Love is blind. So the idea is to fall in love with somebody without having seen what they look like and without letting physical appearance interfere with all sort of of that stuff. Right. And uh, it's a crazy show. Like, it's a wild, wild show. And there are two contestants on there, a guy named Shake. Oh, oh God, okay? Shake. Oh, Lord. And, <laughs> oh, God. Look at y'all. Okay, okay. So a guy named Shake and a woman named Deepti. And they both realized that they were both Indian, but neither of them have ever dated 
another Indian before. So they discovered oh. that in within the within the pods. Sheikh was like, when I first came to this country, two things I saw for the first time, snow and blondes, and never went back. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So, okay, but... Shake but, it off, son. Okay, but they wound, he wound up, spoiler alert, like they sort of pseudo wind up together, right? Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Uh, deep, what's her name? Deep, not deep, 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 deep. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's like real handsy and stuff with her too. Like real aggressive. Like nobody likes this guy. Nobody likes this guy. Uh-huh. And they do in this show sort of what they do on Bachelor, which is a reunion show. Right. Oh, okay. And the the show is hosted by Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And Did I say that? Because I remember that was, a, that was he a does. big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, he does. In season one, all the time, we would be like, uh, Vanessa Lachey, and I'm Nick, and I'm obviously Nick Lachey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they still say it now. Always. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Okay. It. That's like that's like his thing. So things get heated, and when you're used to sort of the fireworks from like a Bachelor after uh, after the final rose of the women tell all you're used to like a certain level but when you are dealing with a show like love is blind on netflix things just go to a much higher level and so this in clip one is vanessa lachey tearing a strip off this shake guy for the way that he treats women because his whole thing was you're not supposed to judge it's supposed to, there's no physical appearances or anything supposed to be involved in this process right and everybody's there for the same reason and his whole thing that he would say to all these women was uh if we were at a music festival would i be able to hold you on my shoulders yeah <gasps> no he, he would ask them that the question line? he would yeah. ask them that question yeah yeah he would ask all of them that he would ask all of them that question so here's a clip of vanessa lachey tearing a strip off shake i think you were on if i may yeah the wrong show and what I mean by that is there are shows where they're based on their looks and if they have a connection. But what mm. I'm saying is you need to open your heart to a bigger picture because at the end of the day, what if she's dismangled in an accident? What if she gains weight? What if she loses her hair, her legs and her arms? Are you not going to love That's her anymore? Different. I hope to God if I'm disma- dismangled, knock on wood, this man stands by my side and I know he will because he loves me for me. So the problem I have, shake, is that you sat there and berated every single one of these women physically and then went through the process with this beautiful soul over here, all because you wanted someone that you wanted to not fall in love with. I didn't even do that. I didn't even do that. That's the point. So if if you think that's my goal, you just said that, babe. No, I didn't. Why don't you, you, you twisted that around. I did. I'm sorry. I'm heated. Let me change the subject. No. Whoa, whoa. Oh, it's still on you, babe. It's still on you. Okay. So then, oh, you just wait. So then, so then Nick, Nick Lachey came. You never see Nick Lachey, obviously, in any other sort of state than other Nick, you know, other than just just regular Nick Lachey. Regular Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey almost threw hands. No, Almost he did not. threw yeah. hands. Oh, yes. 98 degrees, Nicholas. Okay. Now, my Nicholas <laughs> So, Shea. remember, remember <laughs> that this shake guy is so awful to all these people, right? And then... Vanessa is sitting there tearing a strip off him. Nick Lachey is sitting beside Vanessa Lachey. Yeah. And listen to Shake. Listen, every woman here is beautiful. I think you're all beautiful. I'm not attracted to all of you. Unfortunately, the only one I'm attracted to is Vanessa. And, it, you know, and I wish I wasn't. The, the point is, it's not a choice. And I've done nothing but berate you this entire time. That's a messed up relationship. That's what I'm oh saying. God. I don't want to. So let's be choose. better. You don't choose. It's nature, baby. We're animals. We're animals. No, you treat animals. We're human beings. Oh, We're still animals. animals. Okay, Nick. Okay. Okay. So, so Shake is a vet. 
Yeah. And then Shay goes on social media and says, uh, speaking of which, Nick Lachey, you are a massive blank for your comment dragging vets. Do you realize that becoming a veterinarian is considerably more difficult than becoming a human doctor? And he added, also, consider learning how to be an impartial host before the season three reunion airs. <laughs> Sorry I didn't play along with your narrative like the rest of these puppets. Say hi, say hi to Vanessa for me. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Yo. 98 degrees can be coming for your ass, Shake. Wow. Right? So is he the most hated on this season? I mean, like, yes. Is he the most, the, or, yes. Or the most yeah. despicable? He's got to be the most despicable reality TV contestant that I've seen in a long, like universally despised really? that I've seen in a long time. And I watch a lot of crappy TV. Let me tell you. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So, um... This guy, Shake, yeah. from season two of Love is Blind. Yeah. So he, are, he's not with the no, Deep D anymore? No. Mocha, no. no. the entire time he is with Deep D, like, after the pods, after they got to physically see each other, he would go around to all the guys and he'd be like, yo, I feel like I'm with my aunt. Like, oh, you know. Oh, like, he literally oh, said that. Like, I feel like I'm with a family member. And up. she didn't really know the whole time, right? So... So how long did they last until I, did they did they last? Well, they, he proposed after their, to her after the show. He proposed to her. Yeah, because no. that's the yeah. only way to get out of the pods. So they lasted until spoiler alert the the last episode, which is like the wedding, and then you can either say I do or I don't. And yeah. then Deep D was like, "Sorry, like I don't like oh. this guy doesn't appreciate Jeez. me for me." And everyone is like, "Yes, girl, Deep D." And I think she's the most followed person from that cast now because she was she was great. Oh yeah, he did her dirty. Oh, yeah, he it was did bad. Her dirty. Oh, good yeah, thing she stayed away. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Morning. Fix your camera, man. What's going on with you? About fix your camera. Stare at the ceiling. Oh. There you go. How do you not know that? I see me. Yeah, but it, you, you don't look good. I don't like my belly on camera. It adds 10 oh, pounds. Oh, is that what it is? Is that why you... Because when you... Okay, so mm. we, we see Maury on... Uh, Teams. Uh, on teams, right? And, Maury and Shem are in a, another and, studio and, from where we are. And so I see my view of Maury is literally like neck up and then the rest of the shot is ceiling. Mm. <laughs> it's how I crop most of my photos but you for know, social. On, I think on your screen you could move... You could move that little box. No, he's full frame. I see the I see the whole thing. Like you can move it though. On my screen, it's Roz and Shem full frame and me a little tiny thing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> like life. Yeah, just yeah, like, like life. Could, <laughs> like I could move like you life. around, Roz. I could move your my view of you. Yeah. If I only want to see the wall. I can see the wall. I can see your face now. Yeah, but I don't want to. I just face. I just want Maury to do it right. So you're self conscious on here, huh, Maury? Because I like I where I see my camera, it's right in front of my face. So I'm literally staring at my belly the whole day. So Maury doesn't actually look at Maury's camera's off to the side, and then Maury looks at a different computer to to sort of when he's working, and so he sees a full profile of himself the whole morning. So uh, so you see like belly and double chin and all that stuff, huh? Yeah. So I just yeah. move neck, it up a bit. So I'm like you the dry see the patch. I'll oh, stop it. For God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that. I think Zoom yeah. took its toll on a lot of the people. The camera adds 10 pounds. Yeah, and look at that. Now your boobs are getting hard and everything else. Talking about it all self-conscious. I'm the same. I'm the same. Even, so, even in here, look, even in there, we're still pulling on the shirt. Why do you pull the shirt like that? More, nobody sort cares, Sort of stretch the man. fabric. I know, so but I, no more. Listen, man. It's no, like a sundress. I know. See, <laughs> no one cares. And then I, I like, I then know, this. I know. Nobody. No, nobody cares, though. No, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going to make you feel bad. You, the only person that's going to make you feel bad is you you don't have to worry about it just make sure your camera looks good and 
Don't don't listen. First of all, stop sucking it in because you're gonna pass out in a couple minutes. Okay, yeah. just, just relax. Sit naturally, relax. like as if you were home. All the way. As if you were home. Just like okay. be relaxed in a relaxed state. As At home, I'm in my oversized pajamas. No, no, please not if he was home. Shaman, no, yeah. Yeah. I need some pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maury, Maury just leaned back and grabbed the tops of his jeans and pulled them up as far as they would go, trying to tuck in whatever's <laughs> down there inside inside the inside the jeans. Oh, buddy, oh, you poor guy. So just don't don't worry about. It. Is that why you? put the camera like that is because you don't like the look of yourself yeah, yeah. man this i'm this... trying to do i mean you have to stare at it the whole day so i don't want to give you too much to look at <laughs> Listen, i don't care man like i don't care <laughs> like i've never once looked at you and went oh i'm no longer attracted you know what i mean like i've never like it's, so it's what you're it's, saying more, is... more like, thank god <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like you know it's not we don't have that like, nobody has that kind of relationship you just have to be like on camera and funny that's the only thing we ask of i you, think man. i'm like everyone else for the last two years of course you are of course you are i saw i saw my i had to do something yesterday where i was uh, i had to stand uh-huh. and so i had to redo all my camera stuff at home and uh and stand and my god i was not happy with that shot oh buddy really not at all so no are they still using it or did you ask them to uh no it was just, just for take. it was for something i don't even know if it's going to be used or not for, oh, for anything okay. it was just something something else i had to do uh but i was just like there was just no good way to do that yeah like we're all used to zoom where you can lean in extend your neck a little bit get rid sure. of that double chin you know you look good you you're li- yeah all that stuff Everything. i don't use i don't use filters i use good lighting I go old school. Yeah. Uh, but no, but standing, I didn't have any of those. I, I couldn't use the tricks. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do any of the things. And then I, and then my pants are too tight and I couldn't, and then I had my hand in my pocket for a little while. Right. Uh-huh. And then you're going to love this morning. So I had my hand in my pocket because normally I wave my arms around like a mental patient when I'm like just talking. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I had my hands in my pockets. And then, so I took my hands out of my pockets at one point, And then all I saw looking back at me on my zoom thing was because my pants were so tight. Yeah. I had these giant lines that were engraved into the tops of my hands from where the tops of my pockets were hitting them. So right. Tight. So tight. <laughs> pockets so tight. tight. So then I couldn't show the backs of my hands. So for the rest of the thing, I'm showing the palms of my hands while I talk. <laughs> oh, stop it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So thought of trying I, a I went from so I went from trying to look cool to looking like a crossing guard, uh, right? Like yeah. it was just so we're all there, Maury. We're all there, I think buddy. We need to try girdles. We're all there, girdles <laughs> or spanks. Yeah, spanks for guys. I Manx. know, but they they don't have a hole for the bits though, right? Oh, well, can't they cut around God. it? Cut around. God, you're gonna get down there with scissors. I guess you could do it when you're not wearing them, yeah. right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, boy, it's going down tonight, Roz. What's going on? Get ready for it. 7.30 on CBC. Family Feud Canada. Love that show. You are going to see, from the Roz and Mocha show, Deepa Prashad and her family. Oh, no. Yes. Who did you bring with you, Deepa? Um, I brought my husband, Thalal, um, my sister-in-law, Thurfa, my aunt, and my brother, Kimraj, on the show. There we go. You didn't even ask your parents? I asked my parents, and my parents were like, heck to the no. Um, we're not really? going on TV and embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> really? <laughs> and your, your, your in-laws? Yeah, no. They didn't everyone want... else was, like, super shy. So Really? Um, but we were, it was so much friggin' fun. Like, okay, no spoilers, though. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. okay. So I was able to get a clip okay. of what you're going to see on Family Feud Canada tonight. Okay. With Deepa and her family. Yeah. And I don't know who, this other family that you're 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 facing off against. Yeah. But it's like y'all never heard of the show before. 
Oh, no. Both families. Oh, what no. What? Was this another celebrity family or a civilian family? What, you think we're a celebrity family? Yeah. Why do you think you were on there? Because we were, like, really good at our, uh, like, our audition <laughs> tape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so okay. here's what you'll see on Family Feud where, Canada tonight where, where at were you? Where were you standing? At the front or at the back? I was a team lead. I was front. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. went you and then who, and then run Hello. down the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Aunt and my yeah. brother. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this is going to uh, happen tonight at 7.30 on CBC. Name something you do all the time that a billionaire probably hasn't done in years. <laughs> Watch TV. Watch TV. You don't think they watch TV? Watch TV. Come on. Is that the law? I still think they watch TV. Michael? Play sports? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> That's the other family. That's a good one. They own sports teams. They don't play them. Don't give them answers. You don't help him. Like, Apparently billionaires don't play sports and they don't watch TV. Like LeBron James is still on a team. Yeah. Something you do all the time Listen. that a billionaire probably hasn't done in years. Take a vacation. <laughs> you poor billionaires. I'm sure you haven't done this in years. Why don't you take a little vacation? You poor thing. Oh, come on. Not up. That's all they do. <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Both families. Both families. This is going to be so entertaining tonight. Both families. But do you know the funny part is, is like they tell you even if your family gives a stupid answer, you have to say, good answer, good answer. No, no, really? Oh, no. Oh, Deepa, Deepa, Deepa. So you could watch Deepa and her family on tonight's episode of Family Feud Canada at 730 on CBC. Yes. Apparently it's Buzzer City on that episode. Before we let you go, Deepa, don't say anything because, of course, no spoilers. I just want to watch your face while I ask this question. Did you okay. get one single answer right? Yes, bro. Okay. Like, <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, did everybody watch Family Feud Canada last night? Uh-oh. Absolutely. Featuring yes. our very own Deepa Prashad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Deepa and her husband and her sister-in-law and her aunt and her brother. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can correct. I ask a question? Yeah. How, like mm-hmm. on TV, the studio looks massive. Is it really massive or is it really small? Um, it's not really small or really big. It's like. <laughs> Great answer. Thanks. Great question. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Deepa's family was playing against uh, another family who had won the previous night, right? Yep. So oh, they'll be uh, they'll be on again tonight. Uh, were you guys intimidated? Like when you, did you get a chance to talk to the family, the other family beforehand yeah, or? Was, we did. And it was really sweet because Kate, one of the uh, uh, ladies on the other team, she came up to me and she's like, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. Oh, for real. Food videos. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to crush you. It was so sweet. No, no, I oh. was like, thank you. Uh, you know, may the best team win. <laughs> and it wasn't us. Let me just tell <laughs> oh, you that. Spoiler, oh, spoiler alert. alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, we the had a whole thing. We, I know we had a whole thing we were gonna do. I didn't watch it. Wasn't uh, watch it. That's oh, why that's I fine. Didn't no, anything. it's fine. It's fine. Believe me. Spoil away. Spoil <laughs> away. So I, I like to know where we're going with this. I know. Okay. So I'll, if we're spoiling it anyway. Yes. Halfway yeah. through the game, Deepa's family was leading. Oh no! Yeah. You blew it. And then the other family came through with the steal. Okay. 
and then came in in the clutch and like just completely destroyed. Okay, play me, play me some guys. stuff here. Play me some stuff. Dude, give me Deepa, give me Raphael. All right. Good luck to both families. We surveyed 100 Canadians. Top seven answers on the board. Fill in the blank. The good news is I'm vacationing on the moon. The bad news is the resort has no blank. Alcohol. Alcohol. Oh. Wow. Deepa? Uh, No Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yes. Look at Deepa right now. She's cheering for herself. I know. (laughs) Okay. It's a good answer. Was it the number one answer? No, no, it was not. It was no. So we actually went to middle school together. Wow. Um, but we went to different high schools, so didn't talk for a while. Our senior asked her to go to prom with me, and she gave me the good old, my dad won't let me. Okay, that was true. <laughs> I, I tell my daughters yeah. they can't See? do that. Fair, but but I got rejected, and then a couple of years later... Unless they're really good looking. Yeah. And I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple of years later, we hit it off again, and then uh, now we've been married for a couple of months. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. The good news is I'm vacationing on the moon. The bad news is the resort has no blank. I get thirsty a lot, so I'm going to say water. Water. Oh, no water. Good one. Good one. That was pretty good. Pretty okay, good. Not I, bad. Yeah. Um, but good then answers. The, but then the Spataro family came in because y'all didn't uh, didn't get everything on the board. Yeah, I was going to say air. air. We're going to go with oxygen. No oxygen. Let's go. 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 Oh. Yeah. That was a number one answer. How did you guys not think of that? How does Wi-Fi come to your mind before oxygen? When you're there, though, you feel like under pressure because there's so oh, many the cameras in the live studio audience. <laughs> exactly, 100%. That's why I sympathize with those people who couldn't get that one Wheel of Fortune answer because you're like, <laughs> I don't want to look dumb right now. Um, yeah, I got so you. You don't, was, you don't know what's coming. We, you don't know what's coming. No, and we went to sudden death, so it wasn't like, you know, like we struggled. It was like down to the wire. Uh, by the yeah. way, Deepa and her family were on uh, Family Feud oh. last night. And you want to talk about sudden death, so yeah. it was Deepa's brother that goes yeah. up to the uh, <laughs> to the podium. Okay. And the other family, um, shout out to the Spataro family. I believe they listen to the Raza Mocha show as well. Yeah. Um, and it was one of them up there on the podium. <laughs> 300 points. That means we're going to sudden death. Oh. Give me Kim Raj. Give me Giovanni. Kim Raj and Giovanni. Okay, gentlemen, I'll tell you what happens. For this survey, there's only one answer. <gasps> Whoever gets the answer wins the game, plays fast money for $10,000. Here we go. Good luck to you both. Come on. We surveyed 100 Canadians. Here's the question. Name something people try to give up cold turkey. Now, before I play the answer. Yes. Or play what was said. Yes. What do you think? There's only one answer. Uh, I'm going to say alcohol uh-huh. or cigarettes. Well, you can only say one. Um, I'm going to say alcohol. Name something people try to give up cold turkey. Smoking. And you even did that for me. Smoking. Yeah. Smoking for the win. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's easy. I would have said alcohol too. Yeah, really, but you don't quit alcohol cold turkey. Yeah, you can. You can. How about you just go dry for alcohol? Stop drinking. That's the same thing. Oh, but to me, I would assume (laughs) cigarettes. 
Yeah, or drugs. I was gonna say drugs oh, is yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then I mean, uh, the Spataro family came out uh, on top, and they're going. Uh, I stopped for watching number three that. tonight. Yeah. What do you mean after oh, that? I'm no, not. I stopped it watching like after. Like when five deep... minutes left in the show. I know, but I, I turned it off at a protest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, well, Congratulations, Deepa and uh, her family on Family Feud Canada last night. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Hello, Becky. It's Roz and Mocha. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. So I've heard some of your Hell of a Stories, and I feel like this will be right up there. Okay. But before I get into it, I do want to say, Mocha, what day is it? It's Friday! Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> all right, Becky. That is a, that's the best way to start Hell of a Story. Okay, go ahead, love. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so my story takes place back in 2017. Um, I was in Vietnam with my father. We did some hiking in the south of Vietnam, and then we took a bus up to the north to do a couple days of hiking. Mm-hmm. So we're up in the mountains there, and we meet up with a guide who's to lead us. Um, he barely speaks a lick of English, but, you know, he leads us up through the mountains. Usually these guides are pretty social, but our guide was a little different. He walked about 50 feet in front of us, um, didn't talk to us much. So, you know, we're kind of blindly guiding, uh, following this guy we just met through the mountains and hoping for the best. So we get up to this mountain town and it's more of a few houses and barns and we're led into this one house slash barn where we're told this is where we're going to be staying and it's going to be our home for the night did you know that you were going to be sleeping in somebody's barn uh no we knew it was going to be a homestay uh from our research you know some of them are pretty nice but this one was quite literally a barn you know (sighs) no electricity no plumbing floors were dirt so what was the conversation between you and your dad when you came to this realization like we got to get the hell out of here well no it's more so we're in the mountains we don't know where we are we don't really have a choice so we're just gonna go with the flow and this is where we're gonna stay okay so you super flexible okay so you're (laughs) in the uh you're you're in the mountains in vietnam and somebody leads you to a barn and they're like here sleep here uh yes okay okay then what happened so our guide points us towards this ladder and it leads us into this attic which is a bare room with just a couple pillows a blanket on the floor and a bug net, but there's no bugs there, so we weren't really sure the purpose of that. So we're getting ourselves all settled, and then the barn, or sorry, the attic door slams behind us. Okay. And I go to check it, and it's either something you can't open from the inside, or it was locked. Oh. Yeah, we were in this attic for the long haul. Okay. Uh, so we just kind of think, you know. This is why I don't travel, go. by the way. This is why I don't go on vacation. <laughs> We wake up a couple hours later to our guide at the attic door, and he summons us down for dinner. Um, so we go down, sit at this table, and slowly other members of the family start filing in. Okay. So our guide explains to us in very broken English that it's, it's polite to take an offering from the family before you have the meal. So we're given a couple small glasses of what we're told is moonshine, oh, which we had never had before, yeah. and we're supposed to drink it. Yeah. Uh, so we drink the moonshine. Um, it's clearly very alcoholic. Um, and they keep pouring more and more glasses for us. Again, not really addressing us. But we didn't want to be rude. So we kept drinking this moonshine. Oh, my God. Um, You're drinking homemade alcohol that a Vietnamese family served you in a barn in a mountain where nobody knows where you are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we kind of realized at that point that we're the only ones drinking it. Yeah. Um, oh, no. 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 <laughs> Yeah. So then we're given a stew, which is our meal. 
and you couldn't really see what was in the bowl just because there was no electricity. Um, But we started eating it, and it was fine. It was food. We were intoxicated. Um, And I take one bite and feel this strange texture in my mouth, and I'm not really sure what it is. So I spit it out, and it is a three-toed chicken foot with scales, claws, feathers, the whole nine yards. Hey, listen, mm. hey, listen, you wanted culture, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's you, what they you do. You local, you got to eat with all the locals. That's, that's what they do. As <laughs> gross as it may seem to somebody who doesn't grow up there, you wanted culture, you got culture. And, okay. you know, I'm usually pretty adventurous with my, my palate, so, but that was a little much for me. So mm-hmm. I, I put that to the side and kept eating the stew. My dad is then offered a full cup of something, and he asked, okay, this time I want to know what's in here. Mm-hmm. And our guy tells us that it is chicken blood, and everyone <laughs> wants him to drink it. Ew. Full cup of it. Yeah, so he politely declines. That's a little much for him. Okay. However, our guide takes the cup from him and yeah. just drinks the entire thing. Okay, this is when I start thinking that I'm going to wind up on a crucifix on the other side of the barn right? that I haven't seen yet. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're part of a ritual at this point so after that so we go to sleep from there however we're woken a couple hours later by this banging around happening in the attic (laughs) and we're like we're the only ones here what could this noise be so we turn on our headlamps and there are bats everywhere swooping (laughs) in around us flying around something's going on they made you sleep in the bat cave (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god that's, that's what the net's for right Exactly. Yeah. That's what we put together. Oh, that's what the net's for. So we crawl under our little net and go back to sleep. Right. Um, but then, of course, we're woken a few hours later by something else. Yeah. This time, it's some screaming happening outside, screeching, squealing. We thought it was people at first, but then we put together, oh, this is the pigs on the farm. Okay. But then after a few minutes, all at once, it just goes dead silent. We go back to sleep. Uh, go down for our morning breakfast the next day, and what can you imagine we're having for breakfast but bacon? This is why I don't travel. And I am all, live your life and eat what you want to eat, everything else. I am not interested in culture to where I'm going to sit in the dark and uh, eat a knuckle and drink some blood and your homemade moonshine. Did you or your dad, like, have your phone with you? Like, could you Google or, like, look up anything that had to do with this farm just to make sure that you guys are going to be safe? No, we were in the mountains. There was no, no signal. There was no, no signal nothing. No electricity. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's not that it's like we were a, stuck there. <laughs> there's nobody. And also, nobody's going to hear your screams. Not, not that anything bad was going to happen uh but hey listen you want culture you got culture we did and it's definitely a story we're always going to remember yeah and that was one hell of a story becky (laughs) thank you so much for sharing awesome thanks so much for having me guys the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast so this wild story this mom in minnesota when her son was 12 she said hey listen if you stay off social media until you're 18 i will give you eighteen hundred dollars And she has it to a 12-year-old. So, fast forward, the kid is now 18 and collected. Hello, Lorna. How are you? It's Razamoka. Doing great. How are you? Really good, 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 good. Really great. So, where did you get this idea? Like, what was the moment (laughs) where you were like, you looked at your son and said... Uh, hey, listen, you're 12 years old, social media, it's, an, it's not a, not something I want you messing around with. So why don't we say $1,800 if you can wait till you're 18 with no social media? Where did the idea come from? What was the moment? You know, I wish I could credit the correct person, but I was in the car 
actually listening to a radio show and somebody was doing a 16 for 16 challenge, $1,600 for 16 years. And I just, that's kind of when I was like, you know, I wonder if something like this might work for Seaver. And I, I literally walked right into the house and, and pitched it to him. <laughs> and what was his reaction right away? Well, his reaction was, that's so much money. Of course I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, any 12-year-old, is that's a ton of money to a 12-year-old. Uh, so at what point then did it, it sort of all become real? Because obviously a 12-year-old is going to agree to $1,800 because it's a more money Correct. in the world than they've ever seen. But w- at what age for him uh, did it become sort of problematic? where maybe he started thinking that he was missing out on something. You know, I don't know that I would say it ever became problematic. Really? I, one major one major advantage we had is that Seaver didn't have any social media when we started this. So mm. I wasn't asking him to give something up. He was not he was just holding off on starting. Um, there was definitely times he felt out of the loop. You know, there was uh, times I would say probably upper high school, you know, 10th and 11th grade when he started to meet new people or he'd be at athletic events and felt like he would like to make connections and, and kids felt like they didn't know what to do if you didn't have Snapchat. They didn't know how you'd ever stay in touch. So those times he kind of wavered, but um, he's very competitive, was very committed to beating me and um, really just thought through. Now, does he have any uh, any siblings, older siblings? He does. He has three older sisters. They're five, six, and eight, uh, seven years older than he is. Oh, okay. So did any of them have social media? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it was definitely, uh, he was surrounded by it, both at school and at home. What was their reaction to him potentially getting 1800 bucks for being off of social media until he turns 18? Well, they thought he was lucky. You know, they're like, oh, the baby gets everything, so he gets money. <laughs> <laughs> now, was it, like, was the rule he couldn't have social media, like, he couldn't go on there, he couldn't post anything? Like, if one of his sisters was like, oh, dude, I got to show you this hilarious thing that I just saw on TikTok. Like, was that, was there any leeway? Yes, he looked at it and, you know, he would go to school and his friends would say, have you seen this? And he'd be like, no. (laughs) And they'd fill him in. And really, you know, now it sounds like this big formal challenge. I've I've had parents asking me to send them the, the parameters of the challenge. And I'm like, no, no, this was like a conversation in our kitchen with the goal of maybe just holding him off you know for a little bit of time was this entirely based off the honor system or were you checking his phone regularly it was totally based on the honor system he also knew that he could quit anytime he wanted i mean there was a couple times we discussed it and he went back and forth on whether he should start and he decided not to so yeah i i certainly trust him a lot of people have said oh i'm sure he had secret accounts but i know he didn't because because like what girl wants to like when you're at that age and you start like flirting and stuff like this when you meet somebody (laughs) the first thing you do is they go looking for you on social and like if you're 17 18 with no social you look like a killer like what you trying to hide, bro? <laughs> Who you hiding from? Well, right? that, that has crossed our mind a couple of times. Oh yes. no, uh, Lorna is Seaver. Yeah, he's right here. Is Seaver there? Yeah, can we talk to him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yo, what's what up, money bags? How are you? <laughs> what was your plan initially for the money when you were younger? What would you want to do with it? Oh well, yeah, I, I had no concept of money uh, at uh, twelve years old, so I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna set. I'm all set up. You know, we'll diversify a little bit. We'll get a house, get a car. You know, we'll be, we'll be up. We'll be, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So I thought, yeah, for sure. And I was like, all right, we'll be set for a while here. You know, I might be able to take a gap year. You know, maybe go travel. Uh, <laughs>
travel the world. <laughs> so, so you made it to 18, Seaver. You have $1,800. Uh, what did you end up doing with the money, or do you still have it saved? I still have it saved yet. Uh, I'm not super sure what I'm going to do with it. Uh, one of my sisters wants me to invest it all, but that doesn't sound like a ton of fun. I mean, I spent six years on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy something. So wait, are you on social media now? Like once the, uh, the the terms of the agreement ended, did you then go and sign up for everything? Uh, not everything, but I'm definitely on it now. Yeah, that was the first thing I did on my 18th birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what was the first one? Who, what, uh, what did you sign up for first? Instagram. 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 I got, Instagram and Snapchat was at like the same time. Okay, so Instagram. So now, now you know what it's like. Like are you DMing people and stuff like this now on Instagram? You, <laughs> Am I DMing people? Do you know uh, how? No, do you know not how? really. You're not DMing people? I do. I do know how now. I've kind of figured it out. There's definitely a learning curve, all right? Uh, a lot of my friends can kind of fly through this stuff. It takes me a little bit to uh, find the uh, right icons. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm 47. I'm better at Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, uh, that's sadly true, probably. So what are the conversations like, or what were they like the between the ages of 12 and 18 with your friends who then found out that you were not on social and 1800 bucks was uh, up for grabs by the time you turned 18? Uh, so they all thought it was cool right away, right? So, I mean, a bunch of other 12-year-olds were like, oh, awesome. You're like, yeah, that sounds great. But, I mean, obviously, as you get older, I just got teased a bunch by my friends. But nobody really cared. I mean, nobody was like, oh. This kid doesn't have social media. Like, yeah. what a what a loser. Let's let's leave him. Let's ditch him. Did you find that it was difficult? Because, like, that's how people connect with, like, when you're a teenager, you're 17, 18 years old. Like, that's how you get girls is social media. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you get girls? No, don't worry. I was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yo, Seaver, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mogi Show. Please give your mom a big hug and a kiss for us as well. Uh, we appreciate your time. Go enjoy that cash, yeah, I bro. I appreciate you for having me. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Bailey. It's Roz and Mocha. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you? Um, so my question is... How do I introduce my three-month-old to family and the world for the first time after COVID? Oh, yeah. You wrote this. Razamoka, yeah, fixed my life. I got a three-month-old, uh, and with the world opening up after the long haul of COVID, I am terrified to expose him to the rest of the world uh, after being in our bubble for so long. So this isn't about the kid. This is about you. Uh, a little bit of both, I would say. Like, yes, my worries obviously outshine his because he's obviously so little. He probably doesn't have any worries. Um, but my worry is him getting sick. Has he met anyone yet? Like, have you introduced him to uh, immediate family or any super close friends that you've been able to see throughout COVID? Yeah, so he knows his grandparents and his aunts and uncles, and that's it. He's never been introduced to friends. He doesn't really go out of the house unless absolutely necessary. So what is your, so in your head, right? Mm-hmm. When would this be okay for you? Like, what would you need to hear in order for you to not worry? To be honest, I really don't know because I talk about this with my husband all the time. It's It's been ingrained in our heads for the last two years. Like, don't go out, stay in your tight circle, wear your mask, keep your distance. And I think just for me, it will take a while to get out of that. Um, but I think with things kind of opening up, like I am ready to get back to normal. I am ready to, you know, take him out and myself also just to go out and not have to worry about things. So I think it's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. Have you looked at the way other people in the world have sort of been living their lives for the last little while? 
A little bit, yes. Like, I'm starting to notice even, like, a few months ago, people are just kind of letting loose, like, not really following anything. Like, they're sick of it. They're over it. They just, you know what, scrap the masks, scrap the social distancing. Let's get back to life because we've missed out on so much already. And I feel the same about missing out, but it's just how far do you go that you can still protect yourself and your kids? Hmm. So I will say this, Bailey. I was kind of, like, in your situation, I took... uh every like extreme precaution when it came to COVID, right? Like we have a young child at home. He's too young to get vaccinated. So we were navigating the world in a very uh, specific and as safe as possible way that we could just for his protection, right? Like my wife and I are both, you know, triple vaxxed. And uh, and like I said, our little guy isn't, right? So obviously keeping him safe is our, our number one priority, But as you mentioned, things are opening up and as we are getting a little bit more comfortable, it was only until like a couple of weeks ago that we were like really, really comfortable uh, being out there in the world. Like, you know, you know what you have to do to, to keep yourself safe and to keep your child safe. You know when and where you have to wear a mask and it's like it doesn't hurt you wear a mask for a couple of minutes. And then when you get back outside, you take the mask off. Right. I think that uh, I think that as you slowly kind of integrate back into the world, still being cautious or as cautious as you want to be. Um, Cause I, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it too. Like we're all sick and tired of this. You think I want to wear a mask going out? No, yeah. I don't want to have to show vaccine. Pa- I know now we don't have to show vaccine passports, but still like all these other inconveniences, but in the grand scheme of things, like they're just for me, at least minor inconveniences when going out there, navigating the world. And I think that Mm -hmm. once you start kind of doing those things, getting back to, quote unquote, regular life again, you'll be fine. Like your worries will lessen with every single outing that you take. I hope so. I I think that um, what I saw anyway during COVID was people who didn't have infants, right? The smart way to sort of deal with COVID without losing your sanity was to just live your life as if you did have an infant, Mm -hmm. which was make sure you're clean. Uh, Don't let dirty people touch your things. Don't make stupid uh, mistakes. Uh, Don't hug, lick, touch, wipe things on you that have been touched by other people. Like always live your life like you have, yeah, like you have an infant. You have an infant. Right. So you're already doing all of those things. Yeah. Like, I think that just having an infant prepares you for a world in which you can open up and start living sort of post COVID, even if you are still a little bit worried, because just as a mom with an infant, you're going to make those right choices anyway. I just don't think that you need to live in fear. Okay. Because well, because yeah. living in fear is what's going to affect you, which is what's going to affect your kid, which is what's going to affect your marriage. Right. You have to get over the fear and just start living life as a mom with an infant and you're going to be okay. All right. Feel better, Bailey? A little bit. Yes. Thank you, guys. Get out there. Start looking at all them doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> and, then give your kid, and then give your kid a big kiss right yeah, after. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like before before COVID, before COVID, I, 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 there's a million moms who are like, nah, listen, do I want to do if, if I Am I going to bring my kid to the park and just let him lick that pole? No. Right. <laughs> and that's without COVID. Yeah.
You know, yeah. like, you know, am I going to let, let my kids share, you know, things with other? No, you don't do that. But you would never do that anyway. So <laughs> just be a great mom with a new with a with an infant and live your life that way and, and just uh, and work on the fear. The fear is yours, not not the kids. Yeah, you're, you're going to be totally fine, Bailey. Promise. Totally. OK, right? thanks, guys, so much. And, and, ba- right. and babies are small. They're easy to keep away from everybody. That's true. <laughs> you know, awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. All right. You love. got it. You take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I want to I get everybody in on this here. Uh, the question is, uh, joke or jerk? Joke or jerk? Okay, so we'll, I will be asking you, Shem, Deepa, and Dammit Mori, Mocha, yourself. I want to play a clip from Wheel of Fortune last night because people are going in on Pat Sajak for the way he treated and talked to a contestant named Scott uh, Ingersom. So you know how they do the, hey, let's get to know Scott, right? So they do this. So listen to Scott's answers and how Pat reacts to Scott's answers. And you tell me if he's being a jerk or if he's telling a joke. Hello, Scott. Hello. Uh, Scott uh, Ingerson is from Upland, California. Mm -hmm. And let's hear all about uh, your life and times. You teach improv. I do. Uh, All the tenets of yes and and observing, connecting and responding and having, having I'm sorry, fun. I wasn't listening. What'd you I know, say? I know. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, and you perform as well. I do, future, yeah? absolutely. And, uh, and I don't, why am I mentioning this? But it's on your card. You had your big toe chopped off. Why are you telling this? Yeah, it's important to know that when I was 12 years old, I was riding a 10-speed bike with flip-flops, and I fell and completely cut off the top of my toe. Uh-huh. And mm. the next car that came by were two paramedics that were on their way to their job, and they said, it's just a laceration, but I didn't know what that was, so it freaked me out even more. And uh, my toe is reattached, and I just want to say thank you to them 30 years later. Aww. Thank you. That... That... that may have been the most pointless story ever told. <laughs> Great. I'll and you it. told it, Scott. Congratulations. Okay. Oh. So the question is, the question is, was he making a joke about some, like, the point of his toe and being pointless? So I will ask you, Mocha, uh, joke or jerk? I'm going to say jerk. Jerk. I will yeah. ask you, Shem, joke or jerk? Yo, he's a jerk. Okay. Uh, Maury Sherman, joke or jerk? Two jokes in there. One, he's being a teacher, so he was, Pat wasn't paying okay. attention. Just Two, joke or jerk, okay. man. Joke or jerk? <laughs> joke. Okay. Deepa? <laughs> Uh, jerk, for Jerk. Sure. Okay, Maury, yeah. explain the joke there then. There were two jokes. One, he was talking in the beginning about being a teacher of improv. So Pat was saying he wasn't paying attention because students don't pay attention. The second one is the most pointless story because he lost the tip of his toe. If you watch Wheel of Fortune religiously, Pat does puns all the time. But also, Pat is a huge jerk. Mm-hmm. No, he's funny. He's no, very no. funny. Pat Sajak is a notorious answer, jerk. Ross? Oh, absolute jerk. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, even if it was a joke, it's it, it's a it's it's... It seemed very punching down, even if it was a joke. Completely. Compared to, he just wanted to literally thank the paramedics that sewed his toe back on, right? Yeah. And I know that that's a weird story, and you're like, well, what do I do with that? I got to make a joke. But if it was a joke, it was a terrible joke. But I am 100% going with jerk. jerk. Here, this text that we just got. Yes. 925 I watched that, and I felt like that was so inappropriate to say. It was definitely a jerk move. Right. Okay. Well, we are... Uh, I found it very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Of course. Of course you did. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. What's your name? Alassia. Alassia? Yes. Yeah? Okay, yeah. cool. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. I was just, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for you uh, having a show. You guys are amazing. 
Oh, thank you. How long How long have you been listening to the Ronza Mocha Show for? Uh, since I was 12, so um, 2011. Oh, oh, wow. Damn, so you've been with us from time. That's crazy. Yeah. How old are you now? Yeah. I'm twenty. I'm turning twenty three in a couple of days. Damn, that's all a right. lot. That's a lot of life, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. yeah. So you went all um, through high school with us. Uh, yeah. and, and what's your life like now? I'm living by myself. I'm working. Um, I've been listening to you guys all the time, and like you guys, I work uh, every single day, and you guys are always on the road with me. So like, mm. it's amazing. <laughs> How are you um, able to to live on your own at such a young age? Um, I've just been working a lot. Um, first, I wasn't. It was really hard. I mean, like, I was working throughout uh, my first year of college, throughout my second year, and I took yeah. a couple of years off. And then, like, now I'm kind of all set, and I'm just working by myself. So I'm living by myself. <laughs> Man, being 22 Jeez. and having the responsibility of living on your own and managing bills and everything else that comes with all of that, yeah. it's crazy. It makes you grow up fast, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had to. I have I had uh, five other siblings, so I like Oof. I had to. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the? I love having this conversation with people who are young and living on their own because there's some real big eye opening realizations that happen when you're young and you're not living with your folks anymore, where where you didn't know how things either worked or how expensive certain things were. Like I remember we talked to that one person who realized when she moved out just how expensive cheese was right because <laughs> cheese because cheese was just always something that was in the fridge yeah. but when you actually start go shopping for cheese cheese is very expensive uh-huh. and, yeah. and and you don't know it when you live at home because when you live with your folks you're not the one buying cheese yeah right oh, it's yeah, only no. when you start living on your own what were some of the realizations that you had when you started living on your own um so when i got here it was kind of pretty easy because my parents were having a lot of troubles like with money so i just started going home with my mom getting groceries with her and then like when I got here for college um it was when I had to like survive on ramen noodles for like a full <laughs> month oh, yeah. I was like yeah this is gonna be a little harder and then I, I started with one job and then two jobs and I was like okay well I have to find out like something that I actually really like and when I did I realized going through school for it it wasn't like actually it and now I'm actually doing something else, which I actually completely love, which is amazing. Yeah. But it was when I had to like survive for like a full like three couple of months with oh, like man. ramen. Just on, was, just like, ramen. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I always go back. So I was your age when I moved out for the first time. I was 22 years old. Yeah. And I actually yeah. left the province. I moved like from Ontario to Calgary. Oh God. And I'd say this all the time. Like I, so I went and I didn't know anybody, right? No, not a person. no family, no friends, nothing. I went there strictly for work. And in an effort to, to save as much money because I needed to figure out what my monthly expenses were going to be. Right. Mm. Because from the time yeah. I accepted the job till I moved there was like a matter of weeks, right? Yeah. So yeah. I went six months without having TV and internet. Oh God! <laughs> I didn't buy. I didn't buy any furniture. Like I had no couch. Right. I had one chair from IKEA from like my parents' place. Right. It was like oh, a single day. like lounge chair that I had. I right. had one lamp. Right. I remember somebody at work had like a friend that was getting rid of their kitchen table and chairs. Yeah. But it wasn't like a full set. 
it was like a table like a, and, a, and a chair and like a, two chairs. Two chairs. But the two chairs didn't match, and it was like forty bucks. Right. Oh my god. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. It was that. And like the building that I lived in, the washer and dryer sucked. Right. So I had to walk oh. like five or six blocks to no. get to the laundry mat just to do my own laundry. If if I walked into oh, somebody's my. if I walked into somebody's apartment and there was no sofa, only a chair in the middle of the room, I would I would be convinced in that moment that I was about to be interrogated. <laughs> oh. And one lamp. Don't you know forget, what I mean? The yeah. one lamp. Exactly. No TV. <laughs> No TV, one lamp, and a chair in the middle of the room. Yeah. Right? What's the code? Yeah. You know, like I, like I'm, I'm, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving without my fingernails at that point. That was the worst. Anyway, listen, oh, yeah. uh, we want to thank you so much for spending the amount of time that you've spent with the Raza Mocha Show. You have no idea how much it means to us, and uh, thank you, thank you for reaching out. Before we let you go, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh. Easy. Said with conviction. Thank there you. you. Go. Oh, yeah, definitely from the beginning. I mean, I love you too, Rod, but like... It's yeah, okay, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Have a good day, girl. Have a good one. Okay, Thank bye-bye. You. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Let me ask you a breakfast food question here. Ooh, yes. Okay, so, me, so they, they were talking to people, and 31% of people said that they would give up dinner to have second breakfast instead. So meaning, and not just like at the time of day, but the food, right? So they would give up what would be considered to be a dinner food uh-huh. to instead have breakfast food at Forever? that time. No, just like in a day. I'm and telling you, eggs taste way better at night. Yeah. I love a good eggs and bacon at night. But Part I, have of it, up, I have to give up dinner though? No, no, no. It's just like, Jesus, it's just like if you had the choice. No, no, dinner food though. Just for a day. For a day? Oh, yeah, yeah fine. Sure. Yeah. A day. You would, huh? What about forever? Not forever. Not no. forever? No. No? Absolutely not. No. Because no. And, 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 too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Well, no, but I because I think a huge part of this is that there's a lot of people who prefer sweet to savory. Sure. And when you ask the sweet people this question, they would be like, hell yeah, would I rather have roast chicken or pancakes and maple syrup? Yeah. They're going to choose pancakes and maple of syrup. Course, of course, right? Yeah. As opposed to something a it's little, a little bit, bit more indulgent. Yes. Right? So when Especially you say breakfast, you, you mean like anything of your choosing, whether like, it's cereal, bacon, eggs, exactly. or Tra- pancakes. Tr- traditionally like a breakfasty type food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm the opposite. I would, if I started to eat breakfast, I would much prefer to have leftovers from the dinner the night before as my breakfast. Oh, I've done that before. As opposed to breakfast food yes. because I don't like sweet. Yeah. I don't like pancakes. I don't like waffles. I like eggs, mm-hmm. but, you know, bacon. But I don't want any of the other stuff. Like if I go, when I go to, when I go for brunch, if mm-hmm. I go for brunch, like if we're ever out doing a thing, whatever it is, or even at, like you're on vacation, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Man, when they serve my breakfast and there's fruit on the side of it, uh-huh. I, 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 I laugh to myself. Why? Because that is never going in my body. Real fruit? No, I'm never having. I will never have bacon, eggs, and fruit. Dude, really? But the never. fruit is healthy. There's antioxidants. Never. You just never. have you just have the fruit afterwards. No, never. No, because then I then the last thing I taste is something sweet. What's and wrong with I, that? I, I no, I could never. No, but I find I could never fruit sweet would be different from like pancakes pancake syrup sweet. See, not to me. Same thing. It's the same thing. Same really? thing. A slice of so like, like a nice little bit of like cantaloupe. N- 
cantaloupe. Yeah. Or like some mango slices mango. with some grape and like. With breakfast. And, and yes. strawberries. Oh, and you're mad. Blackberries and blueberries. You are Marcus mad. Oh, man. Yo, you medley? are mad. Dark. I'm going to have a nice, I'm going to have a nice piece of toast uh-huh. dipped in a runny egg. Yes. Throw a half piece of bacon on top oh, of that. Talk throw to that me. in my mouth mm. and then put cantaloupe in there? Yes. Hell yes. no. Not at the same time. After no. you finish. Hell no. After you finish everything nope. else, like nope. the bacon and the this and the that, right? Nope. After you finish all that. No, no chance. Then, then you have your fruits. No, because that's then the last thing that you ate. So yeah, but that's why right. it's there. It's designed to sort of give you a little sweet, a little dessert, and then no, you go on with your no, day. No, cannot do it. I, I throw, I'll, I'll like push it right off. Like no, I, I won't oh, that's even. So, rude. so I won't even leave it on the plate. Like if, if I get a if I get a coffee that has a yeah. saucer underneath it, uh-huh. or there's a bowl that has something in it, or the little plate that the toast comes on. Yeah. Right. I take the toast off. I put the toast on my main plate. I take all that fruit and yeah. I scrape it off. And then I use my napkin to sop up whatever fruit juice is left on the corner no, of my don't. plate so my hash browns don't You're touch it. that disgusted, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, 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 no. So Stay, rude. Yes. So rude. I think it's rude. I think it's rude. <sighs> I why really don't you do. ask in advance so they don't waste it? Like, what? say, hey, don't if give we me the were fruit. At breakfast- do you honestly think that I'm pretentious enough to go into a restaurant and say, yeah, I'll have the, 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 the big breakfast, but hold the fruit? I'm yes. not doing that. I would rather throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Apparently, they're running these Madonna actresses through boot camp. I didn't believe this story. And then, what do you mean? So this Madonna movie that is not even written yet, that Madonna... Is it directed? Madonna's be, directing okay. it. Yeah. Good. And so the story goes that actresses who are auditioning to play Madonna in her biopic, quote, must first go through boot camp. So some of the actresses participating, Florence Pugh, who's a huge actress, uh, Jennifer Garner, Julia Garner from Ozark Mm -hmm. and played Anna Delvey in uh, Inventing Anna. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say B.B. Rexa is also in the mix. Mm -hmm. Emma Laird from Mayor of Kingstown. Alexa Demi from Euphoria. What they're saying is that anybody looking to play Madonna, they've been doing dance training sessions that sometimes last up to 11 hours a day with Madonna as the choreographer. And if they get a call back, they'll have to go to readings with Madonna and a singing audition. Really? She's taking this very seriously. A source said, quote, too seriously. A source said, quote, uh, you have to be able to do everything. The script is still being written. As of right now, the movie is expected to include Madonna's 1990 Blonde Ambition Tour. So basically, there's going to be a lot of dancing and a lot of singing. Well, B.B. Rexa right there. And Madonna said last year, yeah, that a bunch of people have tried to write movies about her and they're always men. So that's why she went with, I think she was working with Dakota, uh, what's that? Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. Yeah, that's Mm. who it was. If you look up Evan Rachel Wood, she's starring as Madonna in the Weird Al movie that's being filmed right now. Yeah. She looks... Because they posted a picture of her as Madonna. Yeah. Who? Evan, Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. Wood. And if Madonna sees that, she may scrap everyone else and go with Evan Rachel Wood. But does this not a little, like with the whole singing thing, like I understand when some people play famous singers, like there was a, the, the remarkable one was when Val Kilmer played Jim Morrison from The Doors and he sang every word in that movie. The oh, Oliver, did he really? I didn't know that. Movie. Yeah. And he sounded just like him too. But I don't think that you need to be able to sing. But Madonna like, is incredibly actri- uh, like incredibly active, and but yeah, I the guess she wants somebody stuff. You have to be able to sing. That to me is a well, bit like of an her. overstep. I say as good as her. Well, which again isn't much, right? Hey, no, you know what I mean. Madonna's not Adele. 
No, but you got to sing as good as her. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't but know. But that's crazy to me that the script isn't even written yet, and they're going through 11-hour training sessions yeah. to just get a chance to read with Madonna for the and part. And at that point, you're not even guaranteed to get the job. Do you get, like, paid for that, or is that just, like, free no, training? No, I think that's all part of That's your time. They're not paying them for anything. Like, really? You, you want yeah. that gig? Yeah, man. And, and, even, and even still, they're not going to make a lot of money for this movie. No. Whoever, no, whoever no. winds up being Madonna is not going to make a lot for this movie. No. Uh, like, way less than a million. Way less than a million. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was reading Robin Pattinson only made $2 million for the Batman. No, really? yeah. there's what? no way. And they're estimating yeah. that that movie's gonna be like what they said opening weekend, like 150 mil. Yeah, that's what I, that, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I don't know if that that's, doesn't seem I, fair. But you, we've gone through this before, where it is shocking how little some stars make in yeah. in movies, and because it's when it's their first, right? I'm but not this saying isn't his first, but he's an established actor. I, no, I, but it's his first I, Batman no, movie. But, but but Robert Pattinson is not a big money guy. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, aside from when he was a young like a young guy doing Twilight. Where, when has Robert Pattinson put asses in seats? Never, not since, no. I don't know, but don't you think because he played Edward Cullen, then his paycheck would go up every single time he's nope. in no, movie? No, 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 because way. he's only done small movies. Yeah. Like, Rob, I don't I even think Robert Pattinson has had... His last the, movie was Pattinson, which he played when he played the bus driver. Pattinson? Paddington. Oh, Paddington, Paddington, yeah. Paddington when he but played like, the bus driver. Yeah, like, I don't think Robert Pattinson since Twilight has been in a movie that would have even paid him like $2 million. A, right, like a global phenomenon. Yeah. Do you think he's getting yeah. shares, though, in this? Like, well, that's, well, well that's, get, like, the, that's the thing. Yeah, he he might. He might. But uh, Like but with toys and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, right? I think so. I think my, I think that that's the, mm-hmm. the deal that uh, that those guys usually get. Um, but no, so it's uh, it's wild. But they're, they're going through a lot to try and play Madonna. Like Florence Pugh and... Uh, um, Julia Garner. That's a lot. Yeah, Eleven hours 11 a day hours. to maybe get a chance to sing with a, to sing in front of Madonna to audition for a role. Yeah, that's big, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um. Oh my God. So I got to play this for you. It's uh. I'll get to it in a second because I want to sort of do the little bit of the history of it first, which is Kelly Clarkson last night did "I Will Always Love You" and she sang oh. it to Dolly Parton. Beautiful. And Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You at the beginning of her career. And Dolly Parton um, refused to sell it to Elvis. So El- uh, the, the Elvis's manager went to Dolly Parton and was like, hey, we want, uh, we want Elvis to do this. And she was like, no, man, no chance. So uh, she wrote it. She sang it first. She, yeah, she wrote it and sang it first. Okay. Um, so they wanted Elvis to do it, but they wanted all the publishing for it. And, oh, so and, Do- and Dolly was like, I'm not doing that. I know what this song is. Mm-hmm. Even back then, she's like, I know, I know what I have here. And so she didn't let Elvis. She would wanted Elvis to sing it, but she wouldn't give up the publishing. So Elvis never did I Will Always Love You. So here is, before we get to Whitney and then eventually Kelly Clarkson, here is, in case you've never heard um, Dolly Parton singing the song she wrote, this is Dolly's version of I Will Always Love You. So I'll go, but I know. I'll think of you each step of the way And I will always love you What a beautiful song, right? Shem, you're not loving this? No. No, really? No. Really? There's only one version of this to me, man. Yeah, it's this one. It, it was, it, oh, wow. <laughs> it was uh, It was only until like a couple of years ago that I realized or I found out that it was yeah. Dolly Parton that wrote the song and right. 
and sang it yeah. originally. I yeah. always thought my only version of "I Will Always Love Most You." Most people's only version is I would Whitney. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the she's the one that uh, that made the song popular. So here, of course, is uh, is Whitney's "I Will Always Love You." And I- Oh, so good. Right. Man, goosebumps. And every couple of seasons of American Idol, you'll always have someone, or even Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You'll always have someone try to tackle this song, right? And so, uh, Kelly Clarkson last night at the uh, 57th Academy of Country Music Awards, Dolly was hosting, and Kelly Clarkson comes out. And does this, and you always forget. Like Kelly Clarkson can sing, right? Oh yeah. But you always forget how good Kelly Clarkson is. Like you know she's good, but mm-hmm. then you hear like Kelly Clarkson do something like this. Oh damn! Preach. <laughs> Look, I still got Shep's right? face. <laughs> Here we go, here we go. And I will always love you. Oh, wow. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Yo, you get the head nod for Shem on this one. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's great, right? It's great. So good. Great range in everything. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. And carries the note and everything. That's beautiful, Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Love you. Oh. Bravo. Bravo, Kelly Clarkson. That's the second best version of that song I've ever heard. Really, huh? Whitney first, but that's the second best I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's Dino. That is not an easy song to sing. So it goes Whitney, then Kelly, then Dolly? No, Dolly ain't third. No. Oh, (laughs) I know who you would think is third, is that young lady uh, years and years ago who was attempting to sing. Oh, who went viral? And she went viral because she kept screwing up and screaming. Remember this girl? Yo, look at Diva. Diva, have you ever heard this before? Yes, yeah. I used to watch this and replay all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Try again, girl. Yeah, lower, lower, lower octave, good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this poor kid. She's probably like 30 now, this girl, right? Ooh, I can do this. Don't end up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ludacris is a Grammy Award-winning rapper who's released nine albums throughout his career. He's part of the Fast and Furious franchise. He's a philanthropist and restaurant owner. He's also got a hit TV show on Netflix for kids called Karma's World, which hit top 10 in 42 countries, by the way. Inspired by his own daughter, Karma, season two comes out tomorrow, which will see Karma run for school president, continuing to make a difference in her community, dealing with social media. Uh, It's an inspiring and fun show. Ludacris, what up? What's the 
word, my favorite people. How you Yo, doing, man? so good to have you back on the Raza Mocha Show. How you feeling today, man? Man, I'm, I'm good now that I'm talking to y'all. Come on, man. The last time we talked, it was to help promote season one. At that point, right. did you know already that there was going to be a season two? Had you prepared enough for a season two? Or did they call you ASAP and be like, yo, we need a season two. Let's get to work. You know, I did not know, but I had a feeling since I was able to promote it on the Rise and Mocha show that <laughs> it was going to go out to so many people in Canada <laughs> that so many people would watch it that it was only a matter of time before we would get a season two because we were able to promote it to this huge audience and this following that this morning show happens to have. Well, I don't know if you know, Luda, but uh, shortly after the season one dropped, it was trending like crazy. It was like on the front page of Netflix, like day one. Man, it's, it's my job to keep up with those type of statistics and I'm, <laughs> I'm extremely humbled and happy that that happened. But honestly, man, I couldn't be more proud and I couldn't be more just ecstatic that we are gonna drop this season two on Netflix and for all the support from everybody in Canada, that has been checking this show out, man. I mean, I, we like we we talked about this before. It took me over 13 years to do it, so I guess all the hard work is finally paying off, and people are really loving the show. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. You've done a lot of stuff from the heart. You you put yourself in a lot of projects, whether it's music or movies, anything else. But this one just seems like it hits different for you. It does hit different, especially when you get the good news just recently that I can announce on your show right now that we have a Mattel doll coming out this summer because hey, of the overwhelming support. Yes! <laughs> Yo, that is amazing. How does Karma, how does your daughter Karma feel about all of this, about the, uh, the, the, the reaction to her show, to your show, um, and to all the success and now the toy and you guys were nominated for, uh, for an award earlier this place, year. Yeah. yeah. It's so, bro, it's so surreal to her. Like all she keeps saying is, wow. I think that because it's been so long in the making, that it's like it's going to take almost as long for her, for this to continue to grow, for her to, for it to really hit her how huge this Karma's World show has has been and, and still is on Netflix. And I just think that we have so much room to grow. And like I said, man, I mean, even the album is out now, so people can stream the, the Karma's World album on your favorite streaming platform. This world, my whole goal was to make Karma bigger than Ludacris has ever been, and we're on that path right now. How old is Carmen now? She's 20. Okay, so let me ask you this. Maybe a different kind of Netflix show, but do you think 20-year-old Karma has a couple of stories that could be a different kind of Netflix show? <laughs> Luda's like, Yo, yeah, I'm uh, still her dad. I don't want to hear those stories. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what I was about to say. I don't, I don't want to hear those stories yet either. And by the way, man, I just feel like even if we were to tell any of those stories, we're going to wait another 14 years for that to happen. How about that? Uh, what kind of, since season one dropped and uh, now we're getting excited for, for season two, are you getting more messages from parents um, maybe telling their stories of, of watching the show with their child or even how they could relate in their own lives to certain episodes of the show? Bro, you can go on a Karma's World page on Instagram or any social media, and that's all we do is show parents giving their testimonies to how much they love the show and that they wish they had a show like this when they were kids, but they're happy they have it now. But, man, kids are, are dressing up like Karma. They're, they're uh, singing Karma songs. I mean, you go to YouTube, you see all these new music videos it is really galvanizing the entire space of just children's 
edutainment and enrichment right now, which we need now more than ever. Because you are also an actor. You're also a celebrity. You're also a musician. Has this kind of part of your world, karma's world, taken not taken away, but your attention has maybe shifted now to this project as opposed to maybe you want to plan on releasing a single or an album or collaborating <laughs> with someone. Has this like really, bro, really taken over? Bro, I haven't put out any music as ludicrous in like five years. Yeah. So you damn right. You, you hit the nail on the head. But honestly, now that this is in motion, I can finally put out some more ludicrous music. But yeah, bro, it's taken all of my time because this is the legacy that I want to live. It, it leave and it's like it's crazy because when you become a parent it changes your life for the better and what better way to be inspired than by your own kids and i'm a girl dad i now have four daughters wow so like i told you guys before the only problem i have in my household is my other daughters asking where their netflix show is at <laughs> that's it uh hey what about uh momoa jason momoa uh signing on for fast 10 yeah man we feel good about that fast 10 we're supposed to start shooting in a couple months and it's going to be out next year Jason Momoa, a, a fan favorite, a crowd favorite. So we'll see what happens. You, you know, I can't You look jacked right now. Who you been working out with? Oh man, um, a little something called um, enhancement drugs and stuff like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Listen, I eat right and I exercise on a consistent basis, man. And I, you know, I just live life to the fullest. We only hear once. You gotta. You gotta live it to the fullest, man. But I, I honestly, I'm a, I'm a very disciplined and regimented type of guy. Yeah. Season two of Karma's World drops on Netflix tomorrow. Please go stream it. It's such a great show, great message, yeah. um, great music as well. Ludacris, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for always making time for us on the Raza Moga Show. Um, I, I do have to say real quick before we let you go, this is the second time that you've been on our show and Two times before that, I actually had a chance to talk to you when I was working for another radio station. And you, Katy Perry, and 50 Cent are the three artists I always go to who have always been super cool, down to earth, the exact same person at different points in their career that I've had a chance to uh, to chat with and who have always been, always, always extremely generous with their time. So I just want you to know, as a fan as well of your music, I really appreciate that. That means the world, bro. It's always great energy talking to you guys, too. I can't wait to come up there in person one day soon. Yeah, next, time you're, out, man. next time you're up here, you're always welcome. Ludacris, thank you so much, bro. All love, you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. How are you, Kamisha? I am all right. Okay. I'm all right. I'm what? hanging in there. Good, good. <laughs> Why are you hanging in there? What's going on in your world? Okay, well, Roz and Mocha, I'm drowning in debt. What do I do? Oh, God. Okay, you wrote us this. I am under bills that are piling up and it's beginning to get overwhelming during this pandemic. How does one pay them off quickly? Yeah. So you owe $5,000 on a line of credit. Yeah. And you owe $28,600 on MasterCard. And and Kamisha, your limit on your MasterCard is what? It's thirty-seven thousand. Wow. Okay, what's your interest rate on the Mastercard? Nineteen point nine. Oh, oh my goodness, Kamisha. And what about your line of credit? My line of credit is fairly low. It's like nine percent. So my question, or our question, is Kamisha, how did it get so bad? How did your Mastercard get up to twenty-eight thousand six hundred dollars? It's a lot of. I didn't want to take OSAP, so a lot of my schooling went onto the Mastercard, and then just 
other bills just went on the credit card, so it was paid. Okay. And are you still using it? No, actually, I'm not. What are you paying per month on the MasterCard? Minimum payment? The minimum, yeah. And what's what is like, the min- what is the minimum payment? It's six seventy. Six seventy. But you can't pay minimum payments on a twenty-eight thousand plus credit card where. Like, you know how that's going to take you years. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly oh, okay. how long. I'll tell you exactly how long it's going to take you. Because that interest keeps piling up. All you're doing is paying off a portion of the interest. You're not even paying off the full percentage yeah. of your interest, right? Okay. So if your your minimum monthly payments are six seventy, that's going to take you five years and six months to pay off. Now, having said that, if you stopped using it right now, okay, mm-hmm. so you owe yeah. $28,000 on it. With your interest rate of 19.9%, by the end of it, even though as it is right now, you owe twenty eight grand. by the end of it, you will have paid $45,000 on it. Oh, boy, that hurts. Oh, that's like double. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so your interest that you're going to pay at 19.9% is $17,451. Now, if you were able to put down $1,000 a month on it, you'd get that sucker paid off in three years and two months, and the interest you will have paid is 9900 So you're saving yourself almost $10,000 just in interest. Are you able at this point to pay 1000 bucks a month on that MasterCard and not use it? No, not at the moment. No, not at the moment. You're not. What about uh, what's your living situation like? Are you are you married? Are you living alone? Or I live alone and I have a mortgage. And you have a mortgage. How much is your mortgage payment? Oh, you don't want to know. What is it? (laughs) It's like twenty six. Twenty six hundred. And how much do you make? What do you make a month? Oh my goodness, I couldn't even tell you. I have three jobs, so I'm just I'm all over the place. Are you just like at the end of the month? You are you cleaned out, or do you have anything left over? Yeah. No, I'm scraping by right now. Well, how can you scale back? Is there anything in your life that you could scale back on where that savings could go towards paying your mortgage and or your MasterCard? Uh, yeah, I pretty much cut all my subscriptions. Those are like out the window. Yeah. Listen, uh, Netflix, getting rid of Netflix ain't going to help you, girl. Oh, we're talking, we're, we're, in, we're in the should you sell your house territory. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Okay, I like it, this, Wait, this, how are this you ain't about... To- afford to buy a house if you like your credit card limit is maxed out you have a line of credit of five grand which we haven't even talked about like if you're paying or how you're paying that off or what your minimum payments of that is how are you able to save and buy a home for yourself oh i had an investment that i cleaned out how much what do you own the mortgage um four Sixty, okay. I believe. Okay, so you're you're in this you're in this for a while. Uh, the the my yeah. my advice would always be, is to hammer aggressively hammer away at the bill that has the highest interest rate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. that is your Mastercard at nineteen point nine percent. Okay. That is a mm-hmm. that is an incredible amount of interest you're going to be paying on that. Can you get a home equity line of credit? Um, not at the moment, but I believe in a few months I will be able to. Okay. And what's the interest rate on that? Much lower? Yeah, much lower. Okay. What I what I would think about doing is getting a home equity line of credit, paying off the MasterCard in full, getting rid of the MasterCard, never using your credit card again, and then hammering down at the home equity line of credit because the interest rate is going to be much lower and you'll be able to pay it off faster. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And I'm sure um, people are going to disagree with me. You know, sell your car, sell your house, all this other stuff. For sure, those are all those are all options. But you, the yeah. first thing you have to do is you got to get rid of the things that have the biggest interest rates. You will Absolutely. never get out from underneath that. You will never get out. 
What happens? What happens uh, next winter when you need a new roof on the house because a tree falls or snow, uh, whatever? Yeah. Do you have access? I guess I'm assuming the answer is no, like to emergency funds for things like that on your home where something goes wrong. I do have emergency funds set aside, but not like a tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. What's the emergency funds for? What are you saving it for and how much do you have? Um, I have 11000 and that's just for a rainy day, God forbid. Okay, well, guess what? Rainy day is the $30,000 you owe on MasterCard with a 19.9% interest rate. I know. I was thinking about just doing that and just starting the, the emergency fund all over again. There, unless your emergency fund is, go, is in an account or an investment where it's going to make you more than 19.9% interest every year, Spend that money to get rid of the debt. The emergency is now. Yeah, you're, yes, yeah. exactly. Thank you, Mocha. <laughs> the red lights are going, girl. <laughs> okay, that sounds, no, that sounds, that's very helpful. And- okay. Uh, and if there are any teachers out here right now listening, this is the stuff you need to teach people in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the stuff I never got taught in high school. And this is, you're, I understand fractions and all of this stuff, parallelograms, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you need to teach kids. Yeah. You need to teach kids that that when you rack up, when you're young and you rack up $28,000 on a credit card with 19.9% interest, you need to tell them the realities of that. This is what you need to teach people in high school mm-hmm. because this is the problem that you walk into as soon as you're done. Thank you so much, Rob. <laughs> and, right. and, and hey, if anybody else has a better idea on how to how Kamisha can get out of this, you shoot us a text nine two five triple five, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to, to 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 read a few of them before we get into the news. Thank you, Kamisha. No problem. Have a great day. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. I uh, cannot wait for turning red on Disney Plus tomorrow. Watched the trailer again for it yesterday. Yeah, had to show my son because I know he's going to be excited to watch this. Uh, Sandra O, oh, Maitre Ramakrishnan, hope I said that right, from Never Have I Ever on Netflix. You watch it yet, Maury? So it's, um, yes, it's absolutely incredible. I don't yeah. know what it is about Pixar, but there's something mm-hmm. in those movies that always makes you cry. Yeah. Oh, no, is this going to be one that... No, but it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Mother, I daughter, know. it's incredible. And it all takes place in Toronto, too, right? It does, yes. yeah. 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 I like how... Um, and I don't know if it was like a licensing thing or just a throwback, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Rogers Center, yeah, where the Jays play, yeah, they have in the trailer at least, or I guess in the movie, it shows up at Skydome. Oh yeah, on the, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side of the building, <laughs> kicking it old school. Yeah. Uh, that's so they awesome. did the uh, the red carpet that Dan Mori was at for this movie, Turning Red again, Disney Plus tomorrow. Amori fishing for compliments <laughs> right away as soon as my tray walks up to him. Listen to this. Hey, Hi, how are you doing? Good. Okay, more, so uh, more ketchup chips. Yes, yes. Ketchup chips. That's hey, fine. Well, I, I have a bone. You complimented everyone else's outfit, and then you came. No, because <laughs> you came up to me with all this ketchup chip energy, and now I'm just distracted. I would talk about your mask. I would talk about the mask, but now I don't know. I'll have you know, these are Wrangler jeans. Whoa, Wrangler wow. jeans. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so please explain what mask were you wearing, and what is she talking about ketchup chips? Oh, for? I was just wearing like a, a cool mask. But everyone, she was talking. She's oh, I love the jacket. Oh, I love the outfit. <laughs> then she comes and just stands in front of me, and I'm like, and? <laughs> no, but why did she say ketchup chips? Oh, because I was eating ketchup chips and oh. talking to the guy next to me about what's better, <laughs> ketchup <laughs> chips or you, old. You're on red carpet, and you're eating, dude. Well, yeah, I had a long time to wait because you had to go there to do a rapid test and you have like an hour. No, but you saw that she was like making her way over. Why would you not like put put the chips away? I put them down. No, you probably put them down like right before she she approached, right? (laughs) Maury, 
come on, man. So Maitre in the movie, she voices a character who's friends with the little girl that uh, okay. ends up turning you. into the giant red panda. Yeah. Do you wish that there was a movie like this when you were growing up? Uh, absolutely, 100%. 100% I wish there was a movie like this when I was growing up because it is so, so amazing to see, of course, all the diversity, but it's really funny and it's talking about a lot of things just openly. And when you're a kid, that's what becomes your, norm, your normal, right? Like, I would like to think if I was a kid watching this, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I really love the diversity in this scene and in the foreground and the background. Like, I'm not writing a whole essay. I would just say, wow, that character looks like me. Dope. And then at max, I would say, man, that's a Halloween costume I can do. Let's do that for Halloween. You know, and that would be fun. Oh, she is mm-hmm. so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Though. I love her. Uh, Sandra Oh was also on the uh, the red carpet. Sandra Oh. How was voices. Sandra Mori? She is so awesome. Yeah. She's so friendly. She yeah. I put the, the mom, ketchup chips right? far away when Sandra Oh is walking by. <laughs> Did she voice? She, she plays the mom. Yeah. yeah. The mom That's in the right. movie? Yeah. Now, Ming Lee is a strong mom. Yes. What would your mom say about Ming Lee? Do you, when doing the voice work, were you like, oh my God, I'm turning into my mom? Uh, no. Actually, I will say that my mom, who's a very exacting and demanding person, uh, was not necessarily like like Ming, um, but uh, you know when thinking in of doing uh, playing a Ming and voicing Ming, I'm just really trying my best to also represent all the moms out there who are are not over anything. They're just loving. They're just loving their children and doing their best. This is David Mori, by the way, on the red carpet for uh, Disney's Turning Red, which is out tomorrow. Uh, with Sandra O, oh. You have done a lot of incredible projects, but this one seems to have hit differently with you. This is so super special because, I mean, it's a Pixar film, and entering into the canon of, of Pixar is a major thing. And then also the beauty of being able, to, that it's set in Toronto, and being able mm-hmm. to bring it to Canada and have this screening in Toronto is especially special. Aww, that's amazing. Yeah. Did you cry in this movie, Maury? I did. Did you? Is there, now, okay, without, no. without saying too much, because nobody's seen this movie, uh, is it one cry? Or is it many cries? Many because cries. Many, really? many cries. Many cries. Now, I don't know if you saw the Pixar short called Bow, where it's about like the Bow yeah, Buns. It's yeah. the same filmmakers, and I bawled during that too. Right. So, <laughs> but that was like a that was like a four minute. Yeah, I cried for four minutes. Yeah, for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, yo, hurry up. What am I Wait, doing? Waiting. Oh, right. Sorry, my bad. Uh, hey, Mocha. <laughs> just kidding. Jesus, man. I like stress I'm you like, out every now and then. <laughs> I don't like the stress. <laughs> uh, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, a new study at a Cornell University find that working outside of your normal schedule can make you hate your job. Oh, damn. Look at Maury shaking his head. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You're in your PJs eating, like, chocolate all day. That's by choice. What are you doing? Uh, One example would be having to check in at night or respond to emails, but it also applies even when you're not actually adding extra hours to your day, meaning if your boss uh, makes it up to you by, like, letting you come in late the next morning. You know Mm. what I mean? Stay a little bit late tonight. You can come in a little bit later tomorrow. That still makes you hate your job. It's still seen as a negative effect. Uh, They think that this is because it interferes with the time that you've already mentally encoded as time to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's because there's collective time, meaning so if your boss says, hey, can you do an extra three hours tonight? And you can come in at noon tomorrow, right? To the boss, that seems fair. But to you, the collective time 
doesn't add up because what you're missing out on in that three hours that you stay late is the time that your your kids are off, the time that sure. your, your spouse is off, the time that your friends are off. So you're actually missing out on collective time. So to say, hey, can you stay three hours later tonight and then come in at noon tomorrow, that doesn't add up and it makes you hate your job because those three hours in the morning aren't the same as having those three right. hours at night. Right. Right. Then you got to fill three hours in the morning. That's which I is guess. the which is the worst, right? You I, can't and I guess, do anything. And I guess what, like maybe you sleep in, yeah, but still you sleep in by an hour, hour and a half, exactly. But then, yeah, that's not fair. Yes, so uh, that's what makes you hate your job. They say the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, when it came to that Super Bowl halftime show, Snoop was doing an interview where so Jay Z took over producing the halftime show for uh, for the NFL mm-hmm. and for the Super Bowl, and he was adamant that that this was the lineup that he wanted to go with. And according to Snoop, uh, he said this: "We love each other," meaning him and Jay Z. Uh, like not secretly, like publicly, we love each other. It is what it is. So it's like for him to go to bat for us with the NFL and tell the NFL f that they perform or I quit. So I guess that there was a little bit of pushback wow. from the initial lineup that uh, that Jay-Z had put forward. And then we all know when Snoop did show up, he was wearing sort of an outfit that looked like a just giant blue bandana that was sewn together into a tracksuit, which is Crip Colors. Yeah. And they had told Snoop, no Crip Colors. And then Jay-Z called Snoop and said, wear whatever the F you want, peace to the gods. And so that's when Snoop showed up wearing Ride or he, die for your homies. Wore, right? <laughs> Because at that yeah. point, what are they going to do? Say, Snoop, you can't perform? I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Maybe they could. Who knows? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Sony has unveiled the uh, new Sony Walkmans. What? Do you remember Sony Walkman? Yeah, yellow. Yeah, yellow. With right? The, they were cassette players. Okay. Right? So the new Sony Walkmans um, are basically MP3 players mp3 player yeah like you can get your services on them and stuff like this but they Mm -hmm. still actually make walkmans and stuff because they've started making cassettes again but these are the new sony walkman more one of which the base model the sort of low-end sony walkman (sighs) yeah is one thousand six hundred dollars no thanks the high-end model is three thousand two hundred dollars? It's it's gold. Comes with a few like fancy things and bells does and whistles. Everything else, it does not. It is only for MP3s. Sorry, it plays all music file formats. That's their thing. It's not only MP3s. It plays all music file formats. So it's an iPod. It has the well, yeah, I guess yeah. It's an iPod, but they're they're making a big a deal out of the f- iPod. They're, they're making a huge deal out of the fact that you can you can plug in and it has an actual headphone jack on it as opposed to. So did the iPod. I know, I know. But I can I do know. that on my phone. Like, I have all the services on my phone right now. Yes, it's, uh, yes, I, I don't know. I don't know. So it's a five-inch uh, touchscreen. One, the base model, the $1,600 version, comes yeah. with a whopping 128 gig of storage space. Come on. The 3,200 gold-plated Sony Walkman comes with 256 gig of storage. Oh, does space. it have the belt thing where you can clip it onto your belt? It, I don't I'm sure even, you can buy accessories. I don't even think, Maury, it comes with headphones. I'm not 100% no. sure it does. I'm not 100% sure that it does. I don't know. In none of the pictures I've seen does the new Sony Walkman come with headphones. The new gold plated $3,200 Sony Walkman. They should have held off on this info before. And, like, make the announcement after the big Apple event that's happening today. Yeah. Where it's rumored that they're going to be announcing a whole bunch of new products. Right. 
Sony Walkmans were an interesting one. So to I still put, have mine. You do, huh? Yeah. So to put it into perspective for oh, people. with the sticker that says it's a Walkman. Um, when Do you remember when, like, iPods came out? Uh-huh. And you could tell who could afford an iPod instantly because iPods came with white headphones. And up to that point, nothing else in the world came with white headphones. Everything else came with cheap black headphones. So when you saw somebody with the white strings dangling from their ears, you knew that they could fo- they could afford an iPod. But right? a lot of people switched out the white iPhones because then people would steal them. The same thing when the Walkman was around. When you saw somebody with the yellow headphones on, you knew that they could afford the Sony Walkman. And if you had the, the, the cheap black headphones, you could not. Hmm. It was a status symbol. Like an absolute... I never had a Sony Walkman. No, my mom had... Never. Uh, never did I have had. a Sony dad, Walkman. No, the only reason I have is because my dad won it from the radio. Oh, did he? Was it a surprise? Yeah, he was yeah. 09. Wow. Collector's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. my mom had a, a black one, but it wasn't... It wasn't a Walkman. I, Walkmans were I don't yellow. I think it was Sony. Walkmans were yellow, and it had the, yeah, the it and it had the clip that went over the top of it, like it locked. Sure. Where mm. nothing else, nothing else locked. And the so, buttons were so, rubber. Yeah. So when you were jogging, right, you know, nothing open, oh. and you didn't lose your you didn't lose your cassettes. Look at Diva. Diva looks so lost right now. I know. You yeah, have no I idea don't. what we're talking about. <laughs> do, you, do you know what an iPad an iPod is? Roz, I'm not that young. Do you I know definitely what a cassette know. Is? I don't know. iPods were like 2001, <laughs> Deepa. How old were you in 2001? I was six in 2001. Okay, so you don't. So don't blame me for asking. <laughs> Did your but parents yes, have Walkmans? No, my parents share a cell phone. They have Fair no reason to have <laughs> okay, any sorry. of these Did your parents share a Walkman? <laughs> That's a good question. I'll call and ask. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so it's looking like Ontario is set to drop the uh, mask mandates, including in schools, restaurants, hey. and stores across the province. This is going to be after March break, March 21st. Mm. Um, this according to multiple sources. Uh, two people within Premier Doug Ford's uh, government confirmed the information, which was first reported by the uh, Star last night. So no more masks. You can still wear one, you think? Um, Until I can get my son vaccinated. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yeah. But the, here's the thing with that. And I understand. Like, I understand people saying, hey, you know, it's a little too soon because there's, you know, kids under five who can't get vaccinated. But there's always going to be kids under five. Yeah. There will always be kids under five. I know. It's still going to be a risk being out there. Yeah. Like, there will always be the, kids the, under the, five. I just think the government, which is fine. Like, everyone do your thing, Sure, right? I hear you. I hear you. Everyone do your thing. I'm not going to say nothing about it. Nobody. Yeah. Just, right? If you see me out in the streets wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, don't say nothing to me. Like, them two old ladies <laughs> I don't when think I was at the grocery store the other day. What'd they do? Bruh. What happened? What happened? I'm not going to say that I'm going to fist fight an old lady. Yeah. Let alone two of them. What happened with you and an old lady? I mean, I got I, lots of stories of me of what happened with me and an old lady. <laughs> but, but what happened? But what happened with you and an old lady? You know me. I'm a hothead, right? Yeah. And I kept my hot-headedness inside okay okay but we were we popped in the grocery store it was myself my wife and our four-year-old right and we were masked up and on the front of the the grocery store it says wear a mask no exceptions yeah much like a lot of places we wore a mask and there's two old ladies who were walking in there at the same time as us and they did not have a mask yeah i'm minding my own business yeah you don't wear a mask that's you do you Go get your celery. Done. Go get your apples, your oranges, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And we're standing there at the produce aisle, and one of them says to the other, oh, 
they have that poor child wearing a mask. <laughs> Don't they know mandates are over? <laughs> and they said it loud enough so yeah. that I would hear, yeah. and I did. Yeah. So I just took Cruz's hand, and I was like, come on, buddy, let's go check out some stuff. Right. So do you. Yeah. But if you see me, let me do me. Sure. Yeah, that's the way that it should be. Just lead. The reason I got all the stupid shots and everything else is just so I could be left alone. That Thank is the you. only thing I asked for sure. is to just leave me alone. And part of that for me is getting rid of the mask mandate. Now, that said, will I still wear one because I come in here every day and all that stuff? Probably. Yeah. It means, makes no difference to me sure. whether I have one on or not. I mean, I I, it, it, I don't like what it does to my beard. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so I'm going to be happy to have that sort of gone yeah, again. Of right? I sweat a lot under it when you got a beard. It's Does real it- tough. I but, mean, there, uh, but there may still, be times. I'll like, still probably wear there one. There may be times where I don't wear a mask, yeah, right? Yeah. But listen, man, yeah. personal preference. Y'all get do a, you. Get a little sun on my lips, right? you know? Five to two yeah, years. Sun them lips. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to dry ass. out so fast. Oh. I'm going to need chapstick on chapstick. Yeah, what are we all going to do with the bottom of the of our faces? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go now bro, uh, summer. I'm going to need chapstick uncovered? on chapstick. Bruh. It's been a forever since I got outside with no mask on, right? <laughs> My lips are going to die. I'm just going to dry out. Your lips going to be screaming, cover me. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Maxim Chermkovsky, uh, this is the Dancing with the Stars pro. So he was in Ukraine and he was doing all these videos, uh, sort of letting his fans know and, and a great deal of people because he's got a huge following know what was going on in Ukraine in those early days. And then he got out of there and he had been arrested. He, he, he was, was there, arrested. But he was there like before the war had yes. even started, yes. right? It's not like he went there right Correct. when the, the war started. Correct. He was there already. And he then got arrested, I guess, trying to leave because the, the mandate was that if you were a male between the ages of 18 and 60, you couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And then I think that he had said, yeah, but I also have this American passport. And then they stuck him on a train uh, to Poland. And then he left Poland and flew home to Los Angeles to his, his wife. And they had a big reunion. And I guess now what he's saying is that he feels bad and wants to go back. So listen to this. You know, I felt really bad going and, and, and the feeling sunk in even worse because when I got to the train station, I realized that it's all women and children. And, uh, you know, I spent a couple of last days with that uh, survivor's remorse. I believe that that's what it's called. And um, currently working on an opportunity to go back. And so probably sometime next week, I'm going to go back to Poland and uh, joining efforts on the ground. And sort of like want to justify my What's it? safe out that way. Yeah. Oh man! Right, that's crazy. That puts it all like when you when you read that, you know. And I know you hear stories of the draft and everything else, but when you read of people in a situation where you know if you're a, if you're male, eighteen to sixty, you gotta stay and grab a machine gun. Mm-hmm. That makes it real. Yeah, like that's and I real. Bad, like somebody like him who you know he was there right from the beginning, yeah. before everything started. Yeah. Then at the very beginning, and then trying to leave there. And it was only last week that he got back to L.A. Yeah, and he's going back. After all this time. And it's still sitting that with him that he's got to go that would, back. That would haunt you. I but think. his story is one of many that we've been hearing as the days go by of other, like, people, not just Ukrainians around the world, but yeah. people who want to go there to do what they can to help. Yeah. And the, the question comes, you know, can you can you force somebody to fight? That's sort of what it comes down to. And you obviously can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to force them to fight well, but you can force them to 
stay and give him a gun and do their thing. But it became the question of should he have been able to leave in the first place yeah. because of the you know 18 to 60-year-old mandate of men having to stay uh, and fight. And that's the that's the question. I think that that's what would that's what haunted him. And you know, even back now in LA, he's looking to get on a plane and go to Ukraine and grab a gun yeah. and and do his thing because you just that eats at you, that kind of thing, right? So yeah. uh, we'll see if we get more from Axel. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian clan were sort of going through doing an interview um, talking about their new Hulu show because keeping up, as we know, no longer on E, then they brought this new show to Hulu. And part of it, at the beginning anyways, they said that they were going to be able to be, I don't know what the right word is, more relevant, meaning the turnaround time uh, wasn't going to be a problem because that became a huge problem because so mm. much was going on in their lives and you had to wait sometimes a year almost before yeah. it would actually show up on the show. Uh, so what will show up on the show? First, let's hear from Kim Kardashian on how she, uh, how excited she is about this new show on Hulu. I'm really excited about this show on Hulu because we really have no restrictions before oh. On E, it was totally us and totally amazing, but the episodes were so short and the producers definitely knew what the E audience wanted. And this feels a little bit more documentary style coming from a different angle of where we're at in our lives now because it's different sides that maybe the E audience wasn't into our business ventures or my law school journey and stuff like that. You uh, know what was interesting about that video? What's that? So it's Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and the mom, Chris. Right. Kendall and Kylie were not in the video. They were in the montage they did for the, they just weren't there. Yeah. But they were in the, they're in the show. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, but they but weren't there. But this thing that they did yeah. for, for a variety. Yeah, I know. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see, Kim says, uh, behind the scenes of her preparing for Saturday Night Live. Kim insists that viewers will see how she and Pete Davidson met, Ooh. who reached out to who, and how Ooh. it all happened, Ooh. and the details that everyone wants to know. Is it worth mentioning that it's going to air here in Canada on Disney Plus? Yes, sure. Um, yeah, a lot of Hulu shows do. That's the uh, same thing with the Pam and Tommy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely open to, she goes, uh, I'm definitely open to talking and I definitely want to explain it. But when it comes to doing stuff with Pete Davidson, she says, I have not filmed with him and I'm not opposed to it. It's just not what he does. But if there was an event happening and he was there, he wouldn't tell me to get the cameras away. Uh, I think I might film something really exciting coming up, uh, but it wouldn't be Mm. for this season. So uh, she also said that Kanye did film scenes for the new series before everything went to hell oh really so that's all part of the interview yeah wow uh and pete davidson's got a brand new show coming out called uh bup kiss okay um executive produced by lauren michaels i'm guessing this is going to be a the way it's being described is a sort of curb your enthusiasm so a sort of pseudo reality of pete davidson's life so it'll be that sort of he plays pete davidson in a Somewhat like a fictionalized version. world yeah. that Pete Davidson would uh, would occupy. You know, he was twenty when he joined SNL. Really? Yeah, and he's not even the youngest cast member to ever join SNL. Who was? Do we know? Uh, so Robert Downey Jr. was also twenty. Uh huh. Eddie Murphy was nineteen. Oh wow! Anthony Michael Hall, when he joined SNL in 1985, he was 17 years old. Wow! Isn't that weird? Did not they hired it. a 17-year-old for Saturday Night Live? Damn! Yeah. Well, perfect timing for uh, Pete Davidson, right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Samuel L. Jackson. When we think of Sam Jackson in films, he swears like no other. He's oh, so brilliant at it. His, one of the his best. way of profanity and 
weaving it in and out of any normal sort of conversation is just, it's brilliant. And you always got the sense that Sam Jackson would have to be, if not the actor who has used the most profanity in movies. But there was a list that came out uh, about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. where they ranked everybody, the, the sort of current actors who have sworn the most in films. And this is Jimmy Fallon uh, telling Sam Jackson where he ranks on that list. There's a list of someone who said the most swear words in movie history. And I was like, who oh, yeah. Who won? It's not you. It's Jonah Hill. That's some bull****. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> that, no. That, that, no. No way, no man. No way, man. <laughs> I mean, no way, man. No way, man. So Jonah, then Leo. Jonah Hill, really? And then you. That's, and Leo. That feels impossible to me. Jonah Hill, then Leo. I don't, I don't b- believe that. Yeah. You, got, you have to catch Some, up to Jonah. Somebody has miscounted. How many Jonah got? Jonah has 376, wow. and you have 301. Just curse words or a specific curse word? I said just that. No. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, no, recount. As if it was the curse word. Specific. That one. The one. The one. You're the champ. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm going to mess with that. Come on. Wasn't it um, Scarface, the movie Scarface? They clocked like four or five hundred and something... Oh, F words yeah, that was said, not yeah, specifically yeah. by Al Pacino, but just in Hold the movie in yeah, its entirety. Let me find this out. Movie that used the most, and I could, I could see Jonah Hill just knowing his vocabulary in all of his movies. Yeah, I could see that happening. Okay, hold on. Where he has the twenty-six in Scarface, the F word. How many, Maury? Two hundred twenty-six. Two hundred and twenty-six, and that was Scarface. Um, oh my God. Okay, what? so hold on here. I got a list here. Wow, come on. So the top 10 as far as movies that have used the F word the most. Uh-huh. Uh, the Outpost, in which was released in 2020. I don't know what that movie is. 355 times. Alpha Dog, 367 times. Straight Outta Compton, 392 oh, times. Casino, 422 times. Classic. Some movie called Nil by Mouth, 428 times. Summer of Sam, 435. Uncut Gems, 506. Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems, 506. Wolf of Wall Street, uh, 569. Wow. This shouldn't count because there is a documentary just called The Word. Uh Uh-huh. Right? I wouldn't count that. Okay. And they use it uh, 857 oh, oh. times. Well, you would have to because it's a documentary. Yeah. That and seems then, low for that film. And then the other one, which is uh, there's a sort of, I don't know if it's a documentary, maybe, but it's called Swearnet the Movie. Made by okay. one of the trailer park boys, maybe? No. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yes. but I, okay, I, I, I never heard of that one. But anyway, they said the F word 935 times in that movie. That movie isn't, it's not even two hours long. It's 112 minutes. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is sort of the, the biggest, more mainstream movie that has used that 569 times. This is what gave Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, their the numbers. Edge. Their numbers, right? Up yeah. On yeah. For sure. Sam Jackson. For sure. That's incredible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian absolutely getting scorched uh, over one part of the interview that uh, she and her family did with Variety to promote the Kardashians. This is her new Hulu show. 
Uh, and it comes from the clip where Kim was asked to give her advice for women in business. And this is what Kim had to say. My advice for women in business is you just have to do what you're actually passionate about because if you don't have passion in it, it's not easy regardless of how it looks. And I think people see things with instant gratification because of social media that they think it just comes easy to people. It doesn't, especially if you want something long term. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. That's so true. You have to surround yourself with people that want to work, have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life, no toxic work environments and show up and do the work. Uh, so Jamila Jamil tweeted, uh, I think you, I think if you grew up in Beverly Hills with a super successful parents in what was simply a smaller mansion, nobody needs to hear your thoughts on success slash work ethic. Uh, this same 24 hours in a day, means blank is a nightmare to 99% of the world who grew up with a very different 24 hours. And then Dad O'Brien, who used to work for CNN, uh, wrote, uh, also, be born rich really helps. Somebody (laughs) else had said, uh, ah, the ever-inspiring riches to riches story of Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Um, Riches to richer. Yeah, and and I mean, normally people go in on Kim Kardashian because they're like, well, you're only famous for the sex tape, right? Yeah. So, which, hey, listen, I mean... You know, there was a, I know there's so much to, to that story with the mom and whether she had something to do with it and whether it was orchestrated, all this stuff. Uh, but when it comes to Kim being rich, like that's the one thing you can't deny. Not saying she doesn't work hard. Mm-hmm. You can't fake doing the test she did for the law degree that she's going for. Like you just, you just can't, you have to do it. That's why she failed it. She failed it the first time. So there's no, I, I there's no doubt in my mind that Kim uh, has an incredible work ethic. But when she says that, you know, other women, you know, people, don't want to effing work these days literally everyone is getting up and working their asses off mm-hmm. every single person is getting up and working their asses off they just didn't have the launching pad that you did right it's a tough Max, thing man i know it's a tough thing the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh hbo max so we were talking about this yesterday with the batman spinoff so gotham city pd is a no-go at hbo max this was supposed to be the before kind of batman's year two in the batman mm-hmm. and this was going to be all about the corruption inside the gotham city police department so they they scrap plans to do that however they are moving forward and have officially ordered the penguin spinoff series oh really? starring starring colin farrell for HBO Max? For HBO Max. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're doing a uh, they're doing a Penguin TV series. Did you guys watch um the other Gotham show? No. They used to air No. I used to. Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it was the was first season like, was great. Was it like that like corruption within the Gotham Police Department? I never got into it. Not it dark was, enough though. It, no, no. It, no, and it was also like a sort of I guess a younger version. It was, like a, it was, it was like a CW oh, uh, show, yeah. right? Commissioner Gordon, right? Is that who it was? That guy who was yeah. on the OC, that's right. Yes, yes. A young Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. But uh, but yeah. So the Penguin is getting its uh, his own spinoff story and how he right. starts to rule Gotham, which is great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer yesterday? <gasps> did I see the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer? What were your thoughts on it? <laughs> were you laughing at Deepa? It would have just been funny if you set it up that way and said, no, I actually didn't see Oh, because then I would, just, I would have played it for him. <laughs> oh that's my all. God. Bro, as soon as I heard this song in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, it, this is amazing. Yep. I love it already. 
about the music too. I'm happy to hear this. And I got goosebumps when I was like you, as soon as that music started yesterday, I got goosebumps. My, I have a lot of criticism oh when God, it, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to the book of Boba Fett, there's a lot, there's a lot of criticism oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the book of Boba Fett. I agree. My biggest criticism of the book of Boba Fett was the music. It didn't sound like Star Wars. I yeah. hated the score and the music in the book of Boba Fett. When I see the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi, this sounds like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So this takes place, I think, five years after or just after. Yeah, maybe five years. Yeah. After. Sith. Sith. Yeah. So we are going to get Hayden Christensen as Mm -hmm. Darth Vader. Right. He was not shown in the trailer, by the way. No, he was not. So that other big, tall white dude was with the white face. The Inquisitor, I think his name is. Yeah, Grand Inquisitor. Right? Grand Inquisitor. Who I think is from See, the animated show yeah, from Star Wars Rebels. I don't know any of the... Some nerds were going bonkers they, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but they had a lot of problem with the way he looked and everything else. And they show Luke Skywalker, like a young Luke Skywalker when he's yeah. a little boy. And he looks about 10 there. Mm-hmm. And so Luke meets Obi-Wan Kenobi when he's like, how old? Like 18, 19? Yeah. In A New Hope? I don't know why they didn't age Ewan McGregor up a little bit. They It's almost looked like they made him look younger because he has bit. to go from looking like Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. in eight years to looking like Alec Guinness did in A New Hope. Well, I'm sure in the season, we'll see he's going to get so stressed out. <laughs> so the stress in the desert, right? Yes. That much stress and that much sun. You don't have a lot of water. Right. Okay? Fair enough. It's hot as hell right. out there so, every single day. Plus, he's fighting off like... Jedi hunters? So you're telling you me. Tell, you tell me that that won't stress you out okay. every single day so of your life? You got to look over your corner? You're telling over me your in shoulder? Star Wars that Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't 60. He was just dehydrated? Water, water, water. water. I always tell you. <laughs> Come on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, my God. Ryan Coogler. Did you see this story? So oh. back in Ooh. January, Ryan Coogler's in Atlanta, and he goes into a bank. And... He walks into the bank and hands the teller a note. And the note reads, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Hmm. And at this point, getting a note, anybody who's ever seen a movie knows that when somebody hands you a note and it reads cash, discreet, count the money elsewhere, that's bad news and your instincts and your trainings kick in. And this teller immediately took the note, went to her boss, and called 911 because she thought they were being robbed. Listen to this. A customer passed me a note, so I just told my manager I didn't feel comfortable. So he told me to call police while he doesn't stall. What is it? What's on the note, ma'am? It just says I want to withdraw $12,000. Just be discreet. Is this an actual customer, or are they trying to... They had a debit card and he inserted it. He gave me a California ID. I was like, how do you want the cash back? And he's like, just look at the note. And he had no weapons, correct? Not that I know of. Is he a black male, white male? He's a black male. And every time I ask him like a question, he's like, look at the note. And then I asked for his ID, but I didn't look at his name because I'm just so sugar. I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just told him, give me one moment. You know, I have to get my manager. Okay, so none of his information information was even verified. Okay. He might just want to be discreet, but I have police around. He might. He's just being weird. Keep in mind. This is Ryan Coogler, by the way, director of uh, Black Black Panther. Panther. Keep in mind, Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther, when he hands the teller the note, he's also wearing a COVID mask and sunglasses. 
Dog. Not only is he wearing COVID mask and sunglasses, handing a teller a note, outside of the bank in an SUV, a black SUV, are two guys waiting for him. Okay. Okay. Like, it all adds up. <laughs> so when the cops show up, they detain the two guys outside first. Yeah. The getaway car, I guess they uh-huh. would assume, right? And then they go into the bank and they detain Ryan Coogler, put Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther, in handcuffs. And this is how that plays out. And listen for the moment where he almost says the, do you know who I am? Hey, sir. Hey, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put your man in back. Change the back. Got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. What's going on, my man? I'm trying to put money on my own. You have ID on you? I got a badge on. Take it off my head. My work bag. And if you just run my name, you understand why you should take me off these cuffs. Uh-huh. C-O-O-G-O-E-R. Just put it in Google. I'm really trying to keep Google me. Bad down your job, bro. Okay. Basically, we got a call, and uh, it seems like someone was trying to rob the bank. Uh, something about you passing a note to the teller, something to that effect. If I don't write down on a note, the whole bank is up looking at me because they just hearing money going through the money through the account. I don't feel safe getting money out like that. Right. Okay. I get it. I don't feel, you wouldn't feel safe just walking up going, yo, can I have $12,000, No, I know, obviously, but like everything that you described, right? Yeah, it's not a good situation. It all appears to be not legit. Now, I don't know what the banks are like in Atlanta, Yeah. but I'm sure he could have even like giving his information, right? Yeah. Bank card ID, whatever. Be like, listen, I'm yeah. about to withdraw a lot of money. Is there any way you guys can do this like somewhere else so that the public doesn't see? Okay. So thing. Ryan Coogler had said this situation should never have happened. However, Bank of America worked with me and addressed it in uh, my satisfaction. And we have moved on. Bank of America said we deeply regret the incident occurred. It never should have happened. And we have apologized to Mr. Coogler. So there is that. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.